the book of Matthew, let us look at baptism and what the Lord says about baptism. Matthew chapter 3 everybody. Kutoka katika kitabu cha Mathayo wacha tuangazie ubatizo na kile ambacho Bwana anasema kuhusu ubatizo. Ni Mathayo mlango wa 3 mtu. This is what he says about baptism. In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea and saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Hikindicho anachosema kuhusu ubatizo. Siku zile aliondokea Yohana mbatizaji akihubiri katika nyika ya Uyahudi na kusema, tubuni, kwa maana ufalme wa mbinguni umekaribia. Kwa sababu huyo ndiye aliyenenwa na nabii Isaya akisema sauti ya mtu aliyenyikani itengenezeni njia ya Bwana yenyosheni mapito yake John's clothes were made of camel hair and he had a leather belt around his waist his food was locust and wild honey Naye Yohana mwenyewe alikuwa na vazi lake la singa ya ngamia na mshipi wa ngozi kiunoni mwake na chakula chake kilikuwa nzige na asali ya mwitu People went out to him from Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region around the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, "You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance." And do not think you can say to yourselves we have Abraham as our father for I tell you the truth out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham Ndipo walipomwendea Yerusalemu na Uyahudi wote na inji zote za kando kando ya Yordani naye akawabatiza katika mto wa Yordani huku wakizungama dhambi zao hata alipoona wengi miongoni mwa mafarisayo na masadukayo wakiujia ubatizo wake Aliwaambia, "Enyi wazao wanyoka, ni nani aliyewaonya ninyi kuikimbia hasira itakayokuja? Basi zaini matunda yapasayo toba, wala msiwaze mioni mwenu kwamba tunaye baba, ndiye Ibrahimu, kwa maana nawaambia ya kwamba Mungu aweza katika mawe haya kumuinulia Ibrahimu watoto." The axe is already at the foot of the tree and every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into fire. Na shoka limekwishakuwekwa penye mashina ya miti basi kila mti usiozaa matunda mazuri hukatwa na kutupa motoni I baptize you with water for the remission of sins for repentance but after me will come one who is more powerful than I whose sandals I cannot carry he will baptize you with the holy spirit and with fire listen verse 12 everybody his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire let us just stop there for a moment kweli mimi nawabatiza kwa maji kwa ajili ya toba bali yeye ajaye nyuma yangu ana nguvu kuliko mimi wala asistahili hata kuvichukua viatu vyake yeye atawabatiza kwa roho mtakatifu na kwa moto ambaye pepeto lake li mkononi mwake naye atausafisha sana uwanda wake na kuikusanya ngano yake galani bali makapi atayateketeza kwa moto usiozimika wacha tukomee hapo kwa sasa why have i read this for you because baptism always comes after repentance everybody kwa nini nimekusomea haya 
ni kwa sababu ubatizo kila mara huja baada ya toba kila mmoja. So kwa hivyo maratina kwa wale ambao mnaenda kubatizwa ninaenda kufanya mwito wa madhabahuni mwishoni mwa haya mafundisho lazima uweze kumpokea Yesu mwanzoni katika moyo wako na uzitubu dhambi zako zote kabla ubatizwe that's why the baptism of babies is not scriptural ndio maana ubatizo wa watoto wachanga hauko katika maandiko. That's why even the baptism that has been done in different churches in different ways kubuka bendera those things are wrong. That is the enemy that has entered the church. Ndio maana hata mambo yale mengine ambayo wamefanya katika makanisa mengine kama kuvuka bendera na mambo kama hayo huo sio ubatizo. Huyo ni adui ambaye ameingia kanisani. But I want you to know that when John appeared lakini nataka ujue ya kwamba Yohana alipotokezea John was sent to preach repentance for the remission of sins he baptized them in water. Yohana alitumwa kuhubiri toba na kwa ondoleo la dhambi aliwabatiza katika maji. And to begin with you see that the message John was carrying was a holy message a glorious message. Na kwa kuanzia unaona ya kwamba ujumbe ambao Yohana alikuwa ameubeba ulikuwa ujumbe wa utukufu ujumbe mtakatifu. He did not preach in the temple where his father was ministering, you understand? Na hakwenda kuhubiri hekaluni alikokuwa akihudumu baba yake. Je, waelewa? But John preached in the wilderness. You see that somebody? Lakini Yohana alihubiri nyikani. Je, waona hayo mtu? John was preaching in the wilderness. Yohana alikuwa akihubiri nyikani. And when he preached in the wilderness na alipohubiri nyikani he preached the holy gospel of repentance and turning away from sins alihubiri injili takatifu ya toba na kugeuka kutoka katika dhambi again remember that when you be baptized na tena kumbuka ya kwamba unapobatizwa you have repented and you've accepted that you are turning away from sin umetubu na umekubali ya kwamba unageuka kutoka katika dhambi so surely that tells me there is no way you can intentionally begin to go back to sin kwa hivyo kwa hakika hiyo inanielezea kwamba hakuna vile kwa kukusudia utaanza tena kurudia dhambi and the other thing about baptism na jambo lingine kuhusu ubatizo and the message of repentance na ujumbe wa toba they go together and you see that John the Baptist somebody listen to me was dressed in camel hair zina ambatana na unaona ya kwamba Yohana mbatizaji hebu nisikilize mtu alikuwa amevalia vazi lake la singa zangamia you see that and he tied a leather belt and yet his father Zechariah had been a priest in the house of the Lord Naye alikuwa na mshipi wa ngozi kiunoni mwake na ilhali baba yake Zekaria alikuwa kuhani wa Bwana. But John did not go to preach the message of repentance to those people in the temple. Lakini Yohana hakuenda kuhubiri ujumbe wa toba kwa wale watu waliokuwemo hekaluni. He went out in the wilderness because of the state of the defilement in the house of the Lord at the time. Alikwenda kule nje nyikani kwa sababu ya hali ya unajisi katika nyumba ya Bwana kwa wakati huo. So surely when John was out in camel hair that is not attractive to the world, right? Kwa hivyo kwa hakika wakati Yohana alikuwa kule nje katika vazi lake la singa zangamia, hiyo kwa hakika haiupendezi ulimwengu. So I want you to know that the process you are entering into today doesn't have to be attractive to the world. 
Kwa hivyo nataka ufahamu ya kwamba hatua ambayo unaingia ndani mwake leo hii haipaswi kuwa ya kuuvutia ulimwengu. When John was preaching in the wilderness, camel hair, a leather belt, it looked absolutely crazy. You see that? Wakati Yohana alikuwa akihubiri nyikani, huku amevalia vazi lake la singa zangamia na mshipi wa ngozi kiunoni, ilionekana isiyo ya kawaida kabisa. It looked something out of this world, not of this world. And yet inside that camel hair, inside that leather belt was the glorious message of repentance of the Lord. You see that? Lilionekana jambo lisilo la kawaida katika ulimwengu huu, jambo ambalo haliambatani na ulimwengu huu. Na ilhali ndani mwa hizo singa zangamia na mshipi wa ngozi kulikuwa na ujumbe wa utukufu. And so when you begin today the process of baptism into your life kwa hivyo unapoanza leo hatua ya ubatizo katika maisha yako sanctification that is through baptism you are actually separating from the beauties of the world are we together somebody hatua ya utakaso kupitia ubatizo kimsingi ni kwamba unajitenga tokana na mapambo na mambo ya ulimwengu je unaona hayo mtu I'm raising a foundation so you understand from square one that when you begin the process of sanctification through baptism Ninaanzia maswala ya kimsingi ili ya kwamba uweze kuelewa tokea mwanzoni ya kwamba unapoanza hatua ya ubatizo You are beginning a walk away from the world Unaanza mtembeo mbali na ulimwengu Because you see again like I repeat John dressed in complete camel hair and leather belt eating wild honey and locusts maana unaona tena jinsi ninavyorudia kwamba Yohana mbatizaji mwenyewe alikuwa na vazi lake la singa zangamia na mshipi wa ngozi kiunoni mwake na chakula chake kilikuwa nzige na asali wa mwitu. That is not what the world wants to feed on. Hicho sicho ambacho ulimwengu ungependa kula. That is not the dressing the world wants to have. Camel hair and is in the wilderness somebody. Hayo sio mavazi ambayo ulimwengu ungetaka kuwa nayo. Singa zangamia na yuko nyikani mtu. So today you are beginning a walk away from the beauties of the world. Kwa hivyo leo unaanza mtembeo mbali kutokana na mapambo ya ulimwengu. Like we are going to see very shortly because I'm going to start speaking with you. Jinsi vile tunaenda kuona kwa muda usio mrefu maana naenda kuanza kunena pamoja nanyi about the deeper level of baptism. Kuhusu viwango vya kilindini kuhusu ubatizo. The final fabric of baptism into your fiber. How baptism is going to transform you? Maana ya kilindini zaidi ya ubatizo katika nafsi yako na jinsi vile ubatizo unaenda kukubadilisha. And remember that again like I said baptism will kill your flesh today. Nakumbuka tena jinsi nilivyosema ni ya kwamba ubatizo utausulubisha mwili wako leo. And once your flesh is killed, na punde mwili wako unaposulubishwa, you can be able to resurrect as a new spiritual being. Unaweza kufufuka kama kiumbe kipya cha kiroho that is resurrected under the power of the blood of Jesus ambaye amefufuliwa chini ya nguvu za ufufuo za damu ya Yesu so you can be able to inherit the rapture of the church the kingdom of God ili kwamba uweze kuurithi unyakuzi wa kanisa yani ufalme wa Mungu but again the other thing you see about baptism here i just want you to be aware lakini tena swala lingine unaloliona kuhusu ubatizo ambalo ningependa ulijue 
is that John is saying anasema, after him comes the more powerful one zaidi, our Lord Jesus wetu Yesu, whose sandals John is not even able to carry kuvibeba, and he will baptize them with the Holy Spirit and with fire Nae atawabatiza kwa roho mtakatifu na kwa moto. So I want you to know that the Holy Spirit of Jehovah God Kwa hivyo ningependa ujue ya kwamba roho mtakatifu wa Jehovah Mungu will only come on you atakukujia tu after you have been baptized by water in water. Baada yako kubatizwa na maji katika maji. That is the chronology of events that the Father set out for us. Huo ndio mpangilio wa matukio ambayo Bwana Mungu Baba alitupangia. You have to repent of your sins first. After repenting of your sins, then be baptized like we we'll see very shortly. Lazima uzitubu dhambi zako zote na baada ya kuzitubu dhambi zako ubatizwe jinsi vile tutaona kwa muda usiokuwa mrefu which means to die with Christ be buried with him then resurrect with him inayomaanisha kufa na Kristo kuzikwa pamoja naye na kisha kufufuliwa naye and then very clearly you see that John is talking of an axe shocker he is already saying there is an axe that's already at the foot of the tree na kisha unaona ya kwamba Yohana ananena kuhusu shoka Anasema tayari kuna shoka ambalo liko mashinani pamiti. Again I just want you to know. Na tena ningependa upate kujua. That with baptism also comes judgment, the judgment of the Lord. So you are not ignorant, so you become mature Christians different from the others out there who don't know. Ya kwamba pamoja na ubatizo huja hukumu ya Bwana ili kwamba upate kujua na kumakinika na kuwa tofauti na wakristo wengine kule nje ambao wanadhani ya kwamba unaweza kubatizwa na urudi katika dhambi za zina lakini anasema kwamba shoka tayari liko mashinani pamiti If you have repented and you have been baptized. Ikiwa umetubu na umebatizwa. Then please produce fruit in keeping with repentance somebody. You see that? Basi tafadhali zaa matunda yapasayo toba. Je, unaona hayo mtu? Produce fruit otherwise the axe is already at the foot of the tree. Now that is interesting to me. Why? Zaa matunda yapasayo toba maana tayari shoka liko mashinani pamiti. Na hiyo ni ya kunipendeza mimi. Kwa nini? Because the one that is coming after John Kwa sababu yule anayekuja baada ya Yohana He says he's coming with a winnowing fork. Anasema ya kwamba anakuja na pepeto lake. You see that? He's going to separate the wheat from the chaff. Anaenda kuitenganisha ngano kutoka kwa makapi. And he's going to burn the chaff with unquenchable fire. Na anaenda kuyateketeza makapi kwa moto usiozimika. Now listen to me precious people. Na sasa nisikilizeni watu wa dhamani. When the Holy Spirit of Jehovah God. Wakati Roho Mtakatifu wa Jehovah Mungu. Will come and touch you after baptism. Atakuja na kukuguza baada ya ubatizo. Some of you I know you've not received the Holy Spirit. Baadhi yenu unajua kwamba hamjampokea Roho Mtakatifu. And many times if you've been to our baptisms, people can be baptized by the Holy Spirit immediately in the pool after they've been baptized. Na mara nyingi ikiwa umekuwa katika ubatizo wetu ni kwamba watu wanaweza kubatizwa na Roho Mtakatifu majini punde tu baada ya kubatizwa. So some of you may be touched here today depending on the will of the Father. Kwa hivyo baadhi yenu mnaweza kuguzwa hapa siku hii ya leo kulingana na mapenzi ya Baba. With the Holy Spirit after you've been baptized in water. 
mnaweza kuguzwa na Roho Mtakatifu baada yenu kubatizwa majini. But remember that when the Holy Spirit comes. Lakini kumbuka ya kwamba Roho Mtakatifu anapokuja. He's going to empower you. Anaenda kukutia uwezo. He's going to sanctify you. Anaenda kukutakasa. He's going to cause you to walk in the ways of the Lord, the righteous ways of the Lord. Anaenda kukusababisha kutembea katika njia za Mungu, njia za haki za Bwana. But when the Holy Spirit comes, lakini ajapo Roho Mtakatifu, he also comes with the fire of Jehovah God. Pia anakuja na moto wa Jehovah Mungu. That is the fire that you now see that's unquenchable and is burning the church. Huo ndio moto ambao unaona ya kwamba ni moto usiozimika na ni moto ambao unateketeza makapi. So baptism actually is meant to purify you so you can make it into the kingdom of God. Kwa hivyo kwa hakika ubatizo uko pale kukutakasa ili uweze kufaulu kuingia katika ufalme wa Mungu. It makes me wonder as to those that have not been baptized. Inanisababisha niwe na wasiwasi kuhusu wale ambao hawajabatizwa. No wonder now they are calling the radio and they saying please we all want to be baptized the Anglicans because they found out that actually if anything happens to them without baptism they are in a very bad place. Na ndio maana wanapiga simu hasa sana waanglikana wakisema kwamba tunataka kubatizwa. Maana wanagundua kwamba unyakuzi ukitendeka sasa hivi utawapata mahali pabaya sana. But I just want before we proceed father that you understand the key events here. Number one. Lakini nataka ya kwamba upate kuelewa matukio ya muhimu kabla tuendelee na ya mwanzo. Repentance. You have to repent receive Christ. Toba. Lazima utubu umpokee Kristo. That repentance means you are walking in this direction and then you are turning around and heading where? This way. Toba inamaanisha ulikuwa unatembea unaenda katika mwelekeo huu na kisha unageuka unachukua mwelekeo mwingine tofauti. Let us be clear on that one everybody. Wacha tuwe wazi kuhusu hilo kila mmoja. Again repentance means you've been going in this way. Tena toba inamaanisha ulikuwa ukielekea katika mwelekeo huu. Sexual sin. Dhambi za zina. The lying, the lusting at women. Uongo na kutamani wanawake. Lusting at men. Kutamani wanaume. The love of money which phone calls that are unclean upendo wa pesa uchawi masengenyo na simu ambazo zina unajisi and then you turn this way na kisha unageuka katika mwelekeo tofauti and baptism will enhance you and bring you to another level in your walk towards Christ na ubatizo utakutia nguvu utakuimarisha na kukuleta katika kiwango kingine katika mtembeo wako na Kristo Matthew chapter 3 and look at what he says here. Katika Mathayo mlango wa tatu natazama anachosema hapa. Hallelujah. Verse 13. Hallelujah katika mstari wa 13. Then Jesus came from the Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. You see that? Wakati huo Yesu akaja kutoka Galilaya mpaka Yordani kwa Yohana ili abatizwe. But John tried to deny saying I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me? Lakini Yohana alitaka kumzuia akisema mimi nahitaji kubatizwa na wewe nawe waja kwangu Jesus replied verse 15 everybody Mstari wa 15 Yesu akajibu akasema Let it be so now it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness Yesu akajibu akamwambia kubali hivi sasa kwa kuwa ndivyo itupasavyo kuitimiza haki yote 
Why would Jesus accept that John the Baptist baptizes him? Kwa nini Yesu akubali kwamba Yohana mbatizaji ambatize? Remember in the beginning. Kumbuka pale mwanzoni. Our Lord Jesus, John chapter 1 verse 1 read at home later. Bwana wetu Yesu katika kitabu cha Yohana mlango wa kwanza mstari wa kwanza jisomee nyumbani baadaye. Our Lord Jesus he had the same level of glory as the Father. Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo alikuwa na kiwango sawa cha utukufu kama baba yetu. In the beginning was the word. Pale mwanzoni palikuweko neno. The word was with God. Neno alikuweko na Mungu. The word was God. Na neno alikuwa Mungu. Even later before he leaves his disciples, he said, "Father, these are the ones you have given me." Hata baadaye kabla awaache wanafunzi wake anasema baba hawa ndio ulionipa So even as I leave father protect them from the evil one Kwa hivyo hata ninapoondoka baba walinde kutokana na muovu And remember in the beginning as it was with the same glory with you Nakumbuka jinsi ilivyokuwa mwanzoni na utukufu sawa pamoja nawe. Reminds the father of the original glory he had with the father. Anamkumbusha baba kuhusu utukufu wa mwanzoni aliokuwa nao sawa na baba. But Jesus chose to leave glory and come down here because he had to show you the way. Lakini Yesu alichagua kuuacha utukufu na kushuka hapa chini duniani kwa sababu alikuwa akuonyeshe njia. Do you hear me somebody? Je, wanisikia mtu? That's why he comes to John the Baptist. Na ndio maana anamjia Yohana Mbatizaji. And he allows John the Baptist to baptize him. Na anamruhusu Yohana Mbatizaji ambatize. So you can see the way. Ili kwamba uione njia. How to go? The way to go. Which way to go? Njia ya kwenda jinsi ya kwenda na mwelekeo upi wa kuenda. He says let it be done to fulfill all righteousness. Anasema wacha itendeke ili kutimiliza haki yote. So when I leave these people will know without ambiguity without confusion which way to go. Ili kwamba nitakapoondoka hawa watu watajua waziwazi ile njia ya kuienda. Otherwise the Lord Jesus said I'm glorious enough I'm holy enough. In other words he was actually blameless. Kwa maneno mengine bwana wetu Yesu Kristo angesema ya kwamba mimi ni mwenye haki kabisa mimi ni mtakatifu kwa maneno mengine alikuwa bila lawama He was unblemished he could have refused to be baptized Hakuwa na mawa yoyote angekataa kubatizwa But he did it for your sake somebody Lakini alifanya kwa ajili yako mtu Let us continue Wacha tuendelee 16 As soon as Jesus was baptized he went up out of the water And at that moment heaven opened and the spirit of the Lord hallelujah descending like a dove and lighting on him and then a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love with him I am well please let's stop there Naye Yesu alipokwisha kubatizwa mara akapanda kutoka majini na tazama mbingu zikamfunukia akamuona roho wa Mungu akishuka kama huwa akija juu yake na tazama sauti kutoka mbinguni ikisema huyu ni mwanangu mpendwa wangu ninayependezwa naye I'm just giving you the chronology of events Ninakupatia tu mpangilio wa matukio that takes place from before you become a Christian until you right into the kingdom of God Unaotendeka kabla uwe mkristo hadi uingie katika ufalme wa Mungu Listen to this. Sikiza haya. You repent of your sins, you receive Jesus. 
unazitubu dhambi zako unampokea Yesu kutubu inamaanisha ulikuwa ukitembea kwenda katika mwelekeo huu unageuka kwenda katika mwelekeo tofauti unampokea Yesu and then you be baptized in water for the remission of sins na kisha unabatizwa katika maji kwa ondoleo la dhambi but after that lakini baada ya hapo He says there is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and there is also the fire that's burning the chaff and the axe at the foot of the tree. Ya kwamba kunao ubatizo wa Roho Mtakatifu na kunao moto usiozimika na pia kuna shoka mashinani pa mti. The judgment of the Lord that comes upon you when you don't walk right after baptism somebody. Hukumu ya Bwana ambayo inakuja juu yako mtu ikiwa hautatembea katika haki baada ya ubatizo mtu. And then after that Nakisha baada ya hapo You see very clearly that every time a voice appears Unaona kwa wazi sana kwamba kila mara sauti inapotokea Preaching repentance repent repent somebody Ikihubiri toba tubuni tubuni tubu mtu Repent the kingdom of God is near repent then very soon the Lord will appear Tubuni tubuni ufalme wa Mungu umekaribia hiyo inamaanisha ya kwamba karibuni kabisa Bwana atatokea. And I want you to know that our God is not democratic. Na ninataka ujue ya kwamba Mungu wetu sio wa kidemokrasia. And that's why I've been wondering a lot about the nations of the earth. Na ndio maana nimekuwa nikijiuliza sana kuhusu mataifa ya ulimwengu. You see he is speaking to them from Kenya here. Unaona anawanenea kutoka hapa Kenya. He is speaking to Texas now the earthquake we talked about. Ananenea Texas sasa tetemeko la ardhi tulionena kulihusu. And he speaking to Malawi from here. He spoke the tsunami from here. Na anawanenea Malawi toka hapa. Alinena tsunami tokea hapa. He spoke Katrina from here. He speaking them from here. And every time his word goes out. Alinena Katrina kutoka hapa. Ananena haya yote tokea hapa. Na kila mara wakati neno lake linatoka nje his word has to be accomplished lazima neno lake litimilizwe and you see that john the baptist na unaona ya kwamba yohana mbatizaji when he was preaching repentance for the remission of sins alipokuwa akihubiri toba kwa ondoleo la dhambi he only operated around the jordan river around the judea there he did not reach north korea south korea he did not reach south africa Aliweza kutenda tu karibu pale na mto Yorudani pale katika maeneo ya Yudea hakufika Korea Kusini Korea Kaskazini hakufika Afrika Kusini He did not reach all the other places the Lord did not say just a moment this is unfair Hakufika mahali pengine pote Bwana hakusema ngoja kidogo hii sio yenye haki Let us finish this you come first South Africa get to China Wacha tumalize haya we kuja kwanza Afrika Kusini ufike Uchina India and then come back here before the Lord can appear Fike India kisha urudi hapa kabla Bwana atokee So our God's ways we cannot take his ways for granted Kwa hivyo njia za Mungu wetu hatuwezi kuzichukulia kwa mzaha You see that immediately John is preaching repentance Unaona ya kwamba punde Yohana anapohubiri toba Around the Jordan River and baptizing and in a short while behold the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world you see that katika yale maeneo ya mto yordani huku akibatiza na kisha kwa kitambo kidogo unasikia tazama mwana kondoo wa Mungu aziondoae dhambi za ulimwengu je waona hayo jesus appeared somebody yesu akaja mtu 
And when Jesus appeared, na wakati Yesu anajitokeza, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Yeye aliye mwana kondoo wa Mungu aziondoae dhambi za ulimwengu. Then you see that John is baptizing him there. Na sasa unaona kwamba Yohana anambatiza mle ndani. But what do you see happening? Heaven open. You see that the Father now is able to open heaven. Lakini unaona nini kikitendeka? Mbingu inafunuka. Unaona sasa Baba anaweza kuifunua mbingu. Because Jesus is teaching us the way how to go, which way to go. Maana Yesu anatufundisha njia, njia gani ya kuenda na namna ya kuenda. When the Lord Jesus is baptized, wakati Bwana Yesu anabatizwa, after he's been baptized, baada ya yeye kubatizwa, he comes out of the water, heaven opens, and now the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You see that somebody? Anainuka juu kutoka majini, mbingu zinafunuka na sasa ubatizo wa Roho Mtakatifu. Je, unaona hayo mtu? Now the Holy Spirit comes like a dove and lights on him. Sasa Roho Mtakatifu anakuja kama huwa na kutulia juu yake. And when the Holy Spirit lights on him, the Father is able to speak about his love to Christ and the fact that this is my son. Na wakati Roho Mtakatifu anatulia juu yake, Baba sasa anaweza kunena kuhusu upendo wake juu ya Yesu. Anasema huyu ni mwanangu. Now how does that relate to you? Sasa hiyo inahusiana vipi nawe? That means immediately you have been baptized in water then you should expect the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Hiyo inamaanisha punde tu baada yako kubatizwa katika maji basi tarajia ubatizo wa Roho Mtakatifu. You cannot make it into the kingdom of God remember without the Holy Spirit. Hawezi kufaulu kuingia katika ufalme wa mbinguni bila ya Roho Mtakatifu. Kumbuka hayo. The Holy Spirit has to sanctify you. Lazima Roho Mtakatifu akutakase. Has to kill you completely. Lazima ausulubishe mwili wako kikamilifu. Has to finish the good work that the blood of Jesus has done. Lazima akamilishe kazi nzuri ambayo damu ya Yesu imetenda. The Holy Spirit has been given authority and power and jurisdiction and mandate to prepare the church and you are the church for the kingdom of God. Roho Mtakatifu amepewa nguvu na uwezo na mamlaka yote ya kuliandaa kanisa na kumbuka wewe ndiwe kanisa kwa ajili ya ufalme wa Mungu. And you see that immediately you are baptized then now you have essentially entered into sonship with God in heaven. Na sasa unaona ya kwamba punde tu unapobatizwa umeingia katika uwana na Mungu Baba wa mbinguni. You see how important baptism is? Je, unaona jinsi ubatizo ni wa muhimu? Immediately is baptized. Heaven opens. This is my son. You women and men, boys and girls, you are all going to enter into sonship with Jehovah God in heaven. Punde tu anapobatizwa, huyu ni mwanangu. Ninayependezwa naye. Kumaanisha enyi wanaume kwa wanawake wote mnaenda kuingia katika uwana na baba wetu Jehovah wa mbinguni kupitia ubatizo. And remember Paul chapter 4 you see that immediately the Holy Spirit comes. Now the Holy Spirit can teach the Lord Jesus even how to overcome the devil. Na sasa unaona kuendelea katika mlango wa nne ya kwamba Roho Mtakatifu sasa anakuja na sasa anaweza kumfunza bwana wetu Yesu Kristo hata jinsi vile ya kumshinda ibilisi. You see that chapter 4 you see that he is heading to the wilderness. Katika mlango wa nne unaona kwamba anaelekea jangwani. Now I just want to mention two items there. Na sasa ningependa kutaja mambo mawili pale. Number one. Ya kwanza Immediately some of you I know you've been living in certain relationships, certain arrangements, certain connections, certain network of friends. 
Baadhi yenu unajua ya kwamba mmekuwa mkiishi katika uhusiano fulani, muunganiko fulani na uhusiano fulani na marafiki fulani. Lakini punde tu ubatizo huu utakapotendeka hapa. Listen me very carefully and then the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the fire takes place. Nisikize kwa makini sana na kisha ubatizo wa Roho Mtakatifu na ubatizo wa moto kutendeka. What is going to happen here? The chaff has to be burned. Nini kinaenda kutendeka hapa? Makapi sharti yateketezwe. Sio, that means some of your friends, your connections are going to start cutting. Inayomaanisha baadhi ya marafiki wako, wahusika wako wanaenda kuanza kujitenga. And that's why you see the trial that Jesus had to go through. Na ndio maana unaona majaribu ambayo Yesu alipaswa kuyapitia. That is the trial you are going to go through. Hayo ndio majaribio ambayo unaenda kuyapitia. You are going to wonder how come now that I'm baptized after all these years. Unaenda kushangaa inawezekanaje kwamba sasa nimebatizwa baada ya miaka hii mingi? All of a sudden I've just lost my job. Mara moja hivi nimepoteza kazi yangu. And some of you begin questioning God. I've had people question the Lord. Na baadhi yenu mnaanza kumuuliza Mungu maswali. Nimewasikia watu wakimuuliza Mungu maswali. They say if surely I've been baptized should have been better. Wanasema ikiwa kwa hakika nimebatizwa basi ingekuwa afadhali. But I started by saying Lakini nilianza kwa kusema that the figure that John the Baptist wore ya kwamba umbo lile alilokuwa nando Yohana mbatizaji was not pleasing to the world. Halikuwa la kuvutia ulimwengu. Remember our God is going to bless you. That is all right. Kumbuka Mungu wetu anaenda kukubariki. Hiyo ni sawa. But I'm just talking about the structure and the figure that John wore. Lakini ninanena kuhusu umbo na sura ambayo Yohana alivalia. He that brought the message of repentance at that time before the kingdom of God. Yeye aliyeuleta ujumbe wa toba wakati huo kabla ya ufalme wa Mungu. It was camel hair and a leather belt that is the least of what the world really wants to wear. Ilikuwa nguo ya singa zangamia na mshipi wa ngozi. Hayo ndiyo ya chini kabisa ambayo ulimwengu huu ungependa kuvalia. And he was feeding on locusts which means even your diet is going to change. Na alikuwa akila nzige kumaanisha hata ulaji wako unaenda kubadilika. Some of you physical diet may change. Baadhi yenu ulaji wenu wa kiasilia unaweza kubadilika. Lakini mimi nanena kuhusu ulaji wako ama chakula chako cha kiroho. Ulaji wako wa kiroho unaenda kubadilika, unaenda kuanza kula kitu tofauti ambacho hata hivyo hakitakuwa cha kuupendeza ulimwengu. Even though it may not be vitimbi here vihoja mahakamani. Hata kama haitakuwa vitimbi hapa na vioja mahakamani lakini itakuwa ni chakula cha ufalme wa Mungu right? maana yeye ndiye mkate wa kweli sawa na unaenda kuingia katika uhusiano wa karibu sana naye I just want to mention that you are going to enter into sonship with Jehovah God nataka kutaja kwamba unaenda kuingia katika uana na Jehovah Mungu And the other thing the second thing is temptation and trial are going to set in. Na jambo lingine ni kwamba majaribio yanaenda kuingia. You are going to see some of your friends break off. 
unaenda kuona baadhi ya marafiki zako wakikuondokea you don't see that you don't even like watching some of those tv programs because the process you're going to enter into is a, a process of spiritual sanctification unaenda kuona ya kwamba haupendi tena kutazama baadhi ya hivyo vipindi maana hatua ambayo unaenda kuingia ndani mwake ni hatua ya utakaso wa kiroho You may not understand why all of a sudden you don't like this soap opera that you used to watch Quando Nini Nini those programs right you are not going to like those programs Unaenda kupata ya kwamba mara moja hivi haupendi tena hicho kipindi ambacho umekuwa ukifuatilia utapata kwamba hauvipendi tena You are going to begin liking more things about the Lord you are going to like reading the Bible Unaenda kupenda mambo mengi sana kumuhusu Bwana utapenda kusoma Biblia You're going to not like hanging out with people that are drinking in the bars or whatever Friday nights you're not going to be found in those places Hautaenda kupenda tena kukaa na watu ambao wanakunywa na kulewa katika mabaa katika usiku wa Ijumaa hautapenda tena mambo hayo Because you're going to be set apart separated and sanctified and prepared for the kingdom of God Maana unaenda kutengwa Unaenda kutakaswa na kusafishwa na kuandaliwa kwa ufalme wa Mungu. I'm going to read one more scripture and then we'll go now to the next level. Naenda kusoma kifungo kingine kimoja kisha tuingie katika kiwango kinachofuata. Let us go to the book of Romans chapter 6. Twende katika kitabu cha Warumi mlango wa sita. Even as we continue on baptism. Hata tunapoendelea kuhusu ubatizo. And then I'll bring you the next level the key now for today. Alafu nitawaleta katika kiwango kingine cha muhimu katika siku hii. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 6. Warumi mlango wa sita. And then I'll bring you to the next level. Na kisha nitawaleteni katika kiwango kifuatacho. I'll talk about the gown that you wear after baptism. Okay, let's first read Romans chapter 6. Nitanena kuhusu vazi la harusi unalolivalia baada ya ubatizo. Lakini wacha tusome katika Warumi mlango wa sita. Anasema Very carefully everybody listen. Kila mtu sikiliza kwa makini sana. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so the grace may increase? Anasema tuseme nini basi? Tudumu katika dhambi ili neema izidi kuwa nyingi? Now that is the tragedy in which the church has found herself in, right? Sasa hilo ndilo tatizo ambalo kanisa limejipata ndani mwake. Sawa? The church said no we have the grace you see Kanisa lilisema la tunayo neema Tuna neema they said the grace is sufficient Walisema neema inatutosha tuna neema So they have actually abused the grace Kwa hivyo kwa hakika wameitusi neema Because they have continued sinning after they received the spirit of grace you see that maana wameendelea kutenda dhambi hata baada ya kumpokea roho wa neema But I'm bringing it forward to you. I am submitting this to you today Lakini ninakuletea haya siku ya leo That after your baptism today Ya kwamba baada ya ubatizo wako leo hii You should in no way get involved in intentional sin Haupaswi katika njia yoyote ile kujiingiza katika dhambi za kukusudia tena You cannot abuse the grace of our Lord like you see very shortly when I talk about the gown that you wear after baptism Hauwezi kuitusi neema ya Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo jinsi utakavyouna kwa muda usio mrefu wakati nitanena kuhusu vazi unalovalia baada ya ubatizo. You see that you cannot abuse the grace of our Lord because that grace was designed and was made by God and given to you at a very expensive price. Hauwezi kuitukana neema ya Bwana wetu Yesu Kristo maana hiyo neema ilipangwa na kupeanwa kwako kwa gharama kuu sana. 
So he says, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that the grace may increase? He says, by no means. The answer is no. We die to sin. How can we live in it any longer, somebody? Anasema, tuseme nini basi? Tudumu katika dhambi ili neema izidi kuwa nyingi. Anasema, la, jibu ni la. Sisi tulio ifia dhambi tutaishije tena katika dhambi mtu. You are going to die to sin today. Unaenda kuifia dhambi leo hii. How can you continue living in sin if you have died to sin? Utaendeleaje kuishi katika dhambi ikiwa umeifia hiyo dhambi? Surely there has to be a change, right? Hakika lazima kuwe na mabadiliko, sawa? And that's why John was saying. Na ndio maana Yohana alikuwa akisema, The axe is already at the foot of the tree unless you produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Good fruit is said, you are going to be cut down somebody. You see that? Anasema tayari shoka liko mashinani pa miti na usipozaa matunda yapasayo toba, matunda mazuri mtu utakatwa. Unaona hiyo? That means you begin bearing fruit. You must bear fruit. Let's continue. Inamaanisha unaanza kuzaa tunda na ni lazima uzae tunda. Oh, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Hamfahamu ya kuwa sisi sote tuliobatizwa katika Kristo Yesu tulibatizwa katika mauti yake. And he says we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father we too may live a new life. Let me stop there for a while. Na anasema basi tulizikwa pamoja naye kwa njia ya ubatizo katika mauti yake kusudi kama Kristo alivyofufuka katika wafu kwa njia ya utukufu wa baba vivyo hivyo na sisi tuenende katika upya wa uzima wacha nikomee hapo mtu listen to me precious people nisikilizeni watu wa dhamani that is the process of baptism that you are going to go through here hiyo ndio hatua ya ubatizo ambao unaenda kupitia hapa the killing of flesh the burial dying with him and then the burial with him in the water through baptism and then the resurrection with Christ kuwa mwili kufa pamoja naye na kisha kuzikwa pamoja naye katika maji na kufufuliwa pamoja naye Kristo that's why i said baptism is not a physical process ndio maana nilisema kwamba ubatizo sio tendo la kimwili you should be anticipating the receiving of the spirit of the lord lazima uwe unatarajia sana kumpokea roho mtakatifu wa Mungu you should be looking forward to receiving the holy spirit of jehovah you see that lazima uwe unatarajia kumpokea roho mtakatifu wa jehovah because he said you are going to die to flesh to die with him and then you are going to be buried with him in the water maana alisema unaenda kuhufia mwili kufa pamoja naye na kisha kuzikwa pamoja naye katika maji and then resurrected by him na kisha ufufuliwe na yeye now listen to this sasa sikiliza haya our lord jesus when he died the holy spirit of jehovah god was able to raise him from the dead into glory you see that wakati bwana wetu yesu kristo alipokufa roho mtakatifu aliweza kumfufua katika utukufu je waona hayo That's why I said the Holy Spirit is very critical in this process of baptism somebody. Ndio maana nilisema kwamba Roho Mtakatifu ni muhimu sana katika hatua hii ya ubatizo mtu. The Holy Spirit is very central because it is he the person of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Roho Mtakatifu ni muhimu sana 
maana ni yeye mtu wa Roho Mtakatifu aliyemfufua Kristo kutoka katika kifo. And he's going to raise you today. Naye anaenda kukufufua leo. That means today you begin to wear a new identity. Hiyo inamaanisha leo unaenda kuvalia kitambulisho kipya. Today you cannot even identify with sin anymore. Leo hata uwezi kujitambulisha na dhambi tena. I know you are going to fall at times here and there. Maybe you made a mistake and you did something, but you say it accidentally it's alright. Najua unaenda kuanguka labda hapa na pale ulifanya kosa kwa kutojua. Anasema kwa kutojua ni sawa. You can say Lord give me a hand I slipped I fell here. Unaweza kusema baba nisaidie nipe mkono niliteleza nikaanguka hapa. I did not know when I was putting this here. I was doing this. Sikujua kwamba nilipokuwa nikiyaweka haya hapa nilikuwa nafanya hivi. I did not know when I was telling this sister to go to the other brother to be told that that brother was going to go into sexual sin with her. Sikujua kwamba nilipokuwa nikimwambia huyu mwanadada aende kwa yule ndugu amfunze. Sikujua kwamba wataanguka katika dhambi ya zina. Those are accidental ways of sinning, unintentional. Hizo ni njia za kiajali za kutenda dhambi bila kukusudia. But we cannot go ahead and sin intentionally anymore. Lakini hatuwezi kuendelea na kutenda dhambi kwa kujua tena. Because we are being killed, we are dying to sin. How can we continue living in sin somebody? Maana tunauawa, tunaifia dhambi. Tutaendeleaje kuishi katika dhambi mtu? But what is talking about here? In other words, when you go into this baptism here. Hicho ndicho anachonena kukihusu hapa. Kwa maneno mengine unapoingia katika ubatizo huu hapa leo You are actually replicating what Jesus did in Isaiah 53. Hakika unafanya kile ambacho Yesu alitenda katika Isaiah mlango wa 53. When he died for you and after dying for you he was able to crucify the flesh and then resurrect eventually somebody. Wakati alipokufia alipozifia dhambi zako aliweza kuusulubisha mwili na hatimaye akaweza kufufuka mtu. You see what I'm talking about here? Je, unaona ninachokinenea hapa? What do you wear after baptism especially in these last days when we are preparing for the rapture of the church? Unavalia nini baada ya ubatizo? Hasa katika hizi siku za mwisho ambazo tunajiandaa kwa ajili ya unyakuzi wa kanisa. Definitely you are wearing a different gown right now. Bila shaka sasa hivi umevalia vazi tofauti. Those of you that have not been baptized. Wale ambao hamjabatizwa. But after baptism you are going to wear another gown because he says you are going to qualify for the kingdom of God. Lakini baada ya ubatizo unaenda kuvalia vazi lingine tofauti. Mama anasema utapata hitimisho la kuingia katika ufalme wa Mungu. He is going to say this is my son whom I love with him I'm well pleased. And remember sonship encompasses both women and men. Anaenda kusema huyu ni mwanangu mpenzi wangu ninayependezwa naye. Nakumbuka uwana ni kwa wanaume na wanawake wote. And for you to be able to qualify into the kingdom of God na kwako wewe kuweza kufaulu kuingia katika ufalme wa Mungu to qualify to be taken up in the rapture kuchukuliwa katika unyakuzi that means you are able to be sanctified clean be glorious and wear the wedding gown of the rapture of the church kumaanisha unaweza kutakaswa kusafishwa kuwa wa utukufu na kuvalia vazi la utukufu la unyakuzi wa kanisa. So I want to bring to you today a new aspect of this today. Kwa hivyo ningependa kuwaleteni mtazamo mpya wa mambo haya leo. That you are going to wear the wedding gown beginning today. Ya kwamba unaenda kuvalia vazi la harusi kuanzia leo hii. But the problem is not wearing the wedding gown. 
lakini shida sio kuvalia vazi la harusi because the wedding gown maana vazi la harusi has been prepared for all people limeandaliwa kwa ajili ya watu wote everybody that confesses and says Jesus is Lord I receive him today I repent today kila mtu anayekini na kusema kwamba Yesu ni bwana ninampokea leo ninatubu leo I am baptized today ninabatizwa leo everybody qualifies for the wedding gown Isaiah 53 kila mtu anafaulu kupata vazi la harusi katika Isaya mlango wa 53 the problem now becomes how do you keep the gown glorious bright and clean do you hear me shida inakuwa sasa utahifadhi vipi vazi la harusi likiwa la kungaa safi na bila madoa je wanisikia the wedding gown that you wear even as you qualify today vazi la harusi unalovalia hata unapohitimishwa leo for the kingdom of god kwa ajili ya ufalme wa Mungu and we all are aware that the rapture is near na sote tufahamu ya kwamba unyakuzi umekaribia there's no time for dally dealing around hakuna wakati wa kucheza hapa na pale are we aware amen in the name of jesus je tunafahamu hayo i'm reading now zechariah chapter 3 precious people sasa ninasoma katika zekaria mlango wa tatu watu wa dhamani And this is what he says here and I want you to be able to see yourself there. I'm reading Zechariah chapter 3 pay attention everybody. Hikindicho anachosema hapa na ningependa uweze kujiona ndani mwa hili andiko. Kwa hivyo makinika kila mmoja. He says then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing on his right hand side to accuse him. Anasema kisha akanionyesha Joshua kuhani mkuu amesimama mbele ya malaika wa Bwana na shetani amesimama mkono wake wa kuume ili kushindana naye The Lord said to Satan the Lord rebuke you Satan the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you is not this man a burning stick snatch from the fire Bwana akamwambia shetani Bwana na akukemee ewe shetani naam Bwana aliyechagua Yerusalemu na akukemee je hiki si kinga kilichotolewa motoni Bathroom. Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes. Those of you that are not yet baptized, you see you are dressing right now. Mstari watatu, basi Joshua alikuwa amevaa nguo chafu sana. Ninyi ambao hamjabatizwa, mnaona kila ambacho mumevalia sasa hivi. You are dressed in filthy clothes somebody. Mumevaa vazi chafu sana mtu. Whoever has not repented is dressed in filthy clothes but let's continue. Yeyote yule ambaye hajatubu amevaa vazi chafu sana lakini wacha tuendelee. He said now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes as he stood before the angel and the angel said to those who were standing before him hallelujah the angel said to those who were standing before him take off his filthy clothes then he said to Joshua see I have taken away your sins and I'll put a rich garment I'll put rich garments on you Anasema basi Yoshua alikuwa amevaa nguo chafu sana naye alikuwa akisimama mbele ya malaika naye huyo akajibu akawaambia wale waliosimama mbele yake akisema mvuweni nguo hizi zenye uchafu kisha akamwambia yeye tazama nimekuondolea uovu wako nami nitakuvika mavazi ya thamani nyingi So actually the true meaning of the process you are going to go through today 
kwa hivyo kwa hakika maana ya kweli ya hatua ambayo unaenda kupitia leo hii the wearing of a glorious garment ni kuvalia vazi la utukufu that qualifies you for the kingdom of god do you hear me somebody ambalo linakuhitimisha kuingia katika ufalme wa Mungu je wanisikia mtu if i were to summarize for you what you are going to go through those of you that have not been baptized ikiwa ningewawekea katika mkutasari kile ambacho nenda kupitia kwenu ninyi ambao hamjabatizwa is that today you are actually going to wear a gown that is going to be able to qualify you for the kingdom of god ya kwamba kwa hakika leo unaenda kuvalia vazi ambalo litakuhitimisha kwa ajili ya ufalme wa Mungu Without that gown you cannot make it into the kingdom of God. Bila hilo vazi hauwezi kufaulu kuingia katika ufalme wa Mungu. And that's why he says the clothes were filthy here. Na ndio maana anasema nguo zilikuwa chafu sana hapa. And so he orders and he says Na hivyo basi anaamuru na anasema Then he said Joshua see I have taken away your sins. Your sins are going to be buried in that water somebody. Anasema kisha akamwambia Yoshua, nimekuondolea uovu wako wote kumaanisha kwamba dhambi zako zinaenda kuzikwa katika maji haya leo mtu Do you hear me every sin that is according to the flesh the sinful desires of the flesh kila dhambi ambayo iko kulingana na mwili kulingana na tamaa za uovu za mwili is going to be buried into this water here inaenda kuzikwa katika maji haya leo and that means essentially what is going to happen is that you are going to wear a new gown a glorious gown na hiyo inamaanisha kimsingi kinachokwenda kutendeka ni kwamba unaenda kuvalia vazi jipya vazi lenye utukufu that will qualify you for the kingdom of god ambalo litakuhitimisha kwa ajili ya ufalme wa Mungu You see that? And I continue here somebody listen to what he says. Na ninaendelea hapa mtu sikiliza anachosema. You see? And I'll put on you rich garments, you see? Na nitakupatia mavazi yenye thamani. Then he said, put a clean turban on his head verse five. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood by. Mstari wa 5 anasema, nikasema, na wampige kilemba kizuri kichwani pake basi wakampiga kilemba kizuri kichwani pake wakamvika mavazi naye malaika wa bwana akasimama karibu now why am i reading that verse for you na sasa ni kwa nini ninakusomea hicho kifungu because i want you to understand that even today as you begin the process of qualifying to enter the kingdom of god maana nataka uelewe ya kwamba hata leo unapoanza hatua ya kuhitimishwa kuingia katika ufalme wa Mungu through baptism that is going to kill the flesh kupitia ubatizo ambao unaenda kuua mwili and kill the sinful desires of your flesh na kuua tamaa za dhambi za mwili wako that is not a process that you have actually qualified for hiyo sio hatua ambayo umehitimu kwake because you have merit it is not based on your merit that you are going to qualify for heaven today kwa sababu umestahili hailingani na kustahili kwako ya kwamba utaingia mbinguni leo do you hear me somebody it is based on the merit of the blood of jesus inalingana na kustahili kwa damu ya yesu that is just the design of the father huo ndio mpango wa baba that's what the father designed so he may be able to redeem you hicho ndicho alichokipanga baba ili kwamba uweze kukukomboa there's nothing you've done that says for me i qualify for this Hakuna kitu ulichofanya ambacho kinasema kwamba kwangu mimi nastahili kwa haya. Kuliko wengine. Ndiyo sababu anasema hapa kwa wazi kabisa katika mstari wa 
Then the angel said those who were standing before him, take off his filthy clothes. Naye huyo malaika akajibu akawaambia wale waliosimama mbele yake akisema, mvueni nguo hizi zenye uchafu. Our Father Jehovah God, before you were created in the physical, Baba wetu Mungu wetu Jehovah Mungu, kabla umwe katika hali ya kimwili, He already had a plan for you that you should be sanctified. Tayari alikuwa na mpango kwako ya kwamba utakaswe. Our Father already designed a plan for your sanctification. That's why the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, he says, Baba wetu tayari alikuwa na mpango tangia mwanzoni kwa ajili ya utakaso wako. Na ndio maana katika kitabu cha Wathesalonike wa kwanza mlango wa 4 anasema Therefore it was God's will that you be sanctified. Kwa hivyo yalikuwa mapenzi ya Mungu ya kwamba mtakaswe. He already prepared this not by any merit of what you have done. Tayari alikusha andaa sio kwa kustahili kwa chochote ulichokifanya. And number two, what do you see there? Na ya pili unaona nini pale? Joshua he is telling the people said those are the angels by the way. Anawaambia wale watu waliosimama pale Nakumbuka hao ni malaika. The angel of the Lord is Christ Jesus by the way. If you want to know. Malaika wa Bwana ni Kristo Yesu ikiwa unataka kujua. He is telling the other angels standing next to Joshua, say, "Take off his filthy clothes." Anawaambia wale malaika wengine waliosimama karibu naye ya kwamba, "Ondoa nguo zake yoshua zenye uchafu mwingi sana." What does that tell you about the baptism you are going into today? Hiyo inakwambia nini kuhusu ubatizo ambao unaupitia leo hii? That tells you that actually Jehovah God is the one that has already tailor made for you. Hiyo inakwambia kwamba kwa hakika Jehovah Mungu Baba ndiye ambaye amekushonea. The glorious gown you're going to wear today. Amekushonea na kukundia vazi la utukufu ambalo unaenda kuvalia leo. That is going to qualify you into heaven somebody. Ambalo linaenda kukuhitimisha kuingia mbinguni mtu. He is the one that has made the gown. Ni yeye ambaye amelitengeneza hilo vazi. It is not oh let me make my own gown I've now I've been baptized. Sio kwamba wacha nijiundie vazi langu mimi mwenyewe maana nimebatizwa. You cannot make your own gown. Hauwezi kujiundia vazi lako mwenyewe. You cannot shape your own way into the kingdom of God. Hauwezi kuitengeza njia yako mwenyewe kuingia katika ufalme wa Mungu. Jehovah has designed this for you through the blood of Jesus I said Isaiah 53. Jehovah tayari amekwisha kuundia kupitia damu ya Yesu. Jizi nilivyosema katika Isaya mlango 53. And that's why he commanded say take off his filthy cloth. Na ndio maana anamrisha na kusema ziondoweni nguo zake zenye uchafu mwingi sana. Today leo the Lord is going to command Bwana anaenda kuamrisha that your filthy cloth be taken off. Ya kwamba nguo zako zenye uchafu mwingi sana ziondolewe. So you can begin wearing the glorious gown somebody. Ili kwamba uanze kuvalia vazi lenye utukufu mtu. That will qualify you into the kingdom of God. Ambalo litakuhitimisha katika ufalme wa Mungu. Again I repeat this one here. Na tena narudia haya hapa. The wedding gown that you are going to wear so you can make it into the wedding with Christ vazi la harusi ambalo unaenda kuvalia ili ufaulu kuingia katika harusi na Kristo is made by Jehovah not by you linatengenezwa na Jehovah sio na wewe not by man sio na binadamu so the process you are going through kwa hivyo hatua unayoipitia is ordained by God imeteuliwa na Mungu and you have to go through this Otherwise you cannot make it into the kingdom of God. Na ni lazima uyapitie haya, la sivyo hautaingia katika ufalme wa Mungu. The filthy clothes you've been wearing 
mavazi machafu sana ambayo ulikuwa umevalia that are so loaded with sin ambayo yamejawa sana na dhambi are going to be left right into the water here today yanaenda kuachwa humu ndani majini leo and at times what do you see there let me just hallelujah let me go through this with you listen to me somebody na unaona nini hapo wacha nipitie haya pamoja nawe mtu nisikilize at times you've gone through things that's why after baptism we've received a lot of people calling do you know that i was hiv positive when you baptized me wakati mwingi umepitia mambo mengi sana baada ya ubatizo tumepokea simu watu wengi wakisema ya kwamba je unajua kwamba baada ya kunibatiza nilipokuwa na virusi vya ukimwi nikakamega kule kakamega oinkericho makericho and when i went back to check the wounds began disappearing the vidonda were healing na niliporudi kupima tena vidonda vikaanza kutoweka vidonda vikaanza kupona and i went to visit here they told me now you are negative we don't understand this na nikaenda katika kituo cha vct nikaambiwa kwamba sasa sina virusi na hatuelewi haya the filthy clothes that Joshua wore here made the enemy claim right over Joshua mavazi machafu sana ambayo Joshua alikuwa amevalia hapa yalimfanya adui awe na madai ya haki juu ya Joshua The filthy clothes you are wearing before you were baptized mavazi machafu ambayo unavalia kabla ubatizwe makes the enemy claim right over you inafanya adui adai haki juu yako that's why satan was standing right next to him ndio maana shetani alikuwa amesimama pale karibu na yeye but when the lord orders that the filthy clothes be removed lakini wakati bwana anaamrisha kwamba mavazi machafu sana yaondolewe so the glorious wedding gown that qualifies you into heaven be put on him ili kwamba vazi lenye utukufu linalokuhitimisha kuingia mbinguni liwekwe juu yake then you hear now the angels of the lord are the ones standing next to him sasa unasikia kwamba malaika wa bwana ndio wanasimama karibu na yeye hallelujah isn't it awesome jesus ni akupendeza so actually the fact that you have not been baptized makes the enemy claim right over you kwa hivyo hakika swala ya kwamba haujabatizwa linafanya adui awe na madai ya haki juu yako. Hallelujah. But today he will cease to claim any legal right over you. Lakini leo ataacha kudai madai ya haki yoyote juu yako. Oh historic claim. Ama madai ya kihistoria. You can even refuse it because he will start flashing to you. Na unaweza sasa kumkana maana ataanza kukuletea katika mawazo. But remember you were boarded here the other time. Atakwambia lakini kumbuka ulievi mimba hapa hivi juzi. How come you are forgetting that the other day you stole here? Inawezekanaje unasahau ya kwamba siku ile nyingine uliiba hapa? How come you are forgetting that you fornicated adultery the other day here? Inawezekanaje kwamba unasahau ya kwamba ulifanya dhambi ya uzizi na usherati hapa hivi juzi? It is going to end your going to tell him satan inaenda kuisha unaenda kumwambia shetani you have no historic claim over me hauna madai yoyote ya kihistoria juu yangu no legal claim hakuna madai yoyote ya haki and that's why it was very important for me to navigate you here na ndio maana ilikuwa muhimu sana kwangu mimi kuwaleteni hapa why because you see very clearly that when Joshua is wearing the filthy gown kwa nini kwa sababu unaona wazi kabisa kwamba wakati Yoshua amevalia mavazi machafu sana the enemy is standing next to him adui amesimama karibu na yeye and remember that the lord did not tell Joshua can you please go there take one of those gowns and wear no lakini kumbuka bwana hakumwambia Yoshua kwamba Yoshua enda pale uchukue mojawapo ya yale mavazi alafu valie no la 
He orders that actually it's not to be everybody. He orders, he makes an order, he instructs. Ana amuru, anachoa amri, anachoa maelekezo. That your filthy gown be removed. Ya kwamba vazilako chafu sana liondolewe. So the rich garment, the glorious wedding gown that qualifies you for the kingdom of God. Ili kwamba vazilatamani. Vazi lenye utukufu ambalo ni vazi la harusi ambalo linakuhitimisha kwa ufalme wa Mungu. No wonder heaven opens over you and now the father puts you into sonship with him. Na ndio maana mbingu inafunguka juu yako na Bwana anakuweka katika uwana pamoja naye. And he says please put on him a rich and a glorious gown. Na sasa anasema tafadhali muvishe vazi la dhamani la lenye utukufu and immediately you wear that gown na mara moja unapovalia hilo vazi even vidonda hizo magonjwa hizo zinaondoka hata hivyo vidonda na hayo magonjwa yanaondoka you see that je waona hayo nobody can even name any disease he can heal all disease hakuna awezaye kutaja gonjo lolote tena anaweza kuponya magonjwa yote Because your citizenship has just changed. Kwa sababu uraia wako umebadilika. You become a citizen of the kingdom of God. Unafanyika raia wa ufalme wa Mungu. That means the enemy has no claim over you. Kumaanisha adui hana madai juu yako. But he had come to accuse Joshua. Let's finish this. Lakini alikuwa amekuja kumshtaki Joshua. Wacha tukamilishe haya. You see? Let's just hold it there. Let's hold it there. I'm going to continue. Wacha tushikilie pale ninaenda kuendelea. Let's go straight to Luke 15 so you can understand what this is all about. The glorious gown that is going to put on you. Wacha twende katika Luka mlango wa 15 ili uweze kuelewa hii inamaanisha nini. Lile vazi la utukufu ambalo anani na kulihusu. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 15 somebody. Luka mlango wa 15 mtu. It is not you that tailor makes that cloth. You cannot say, "Oh, I am busy making my glorious gown." Sio wewe unayejishonea hilo vazi la harusi. Uweze kusema kwamba, "Eh, nimeshughulika ninajiundia vazi langu la harusi." You cannot say such a thing. Hawezi kusema jambo kama hilo. Your glorious gown has been made by Jehovah God. Vazi lako la harusi lenye utukufu limeundwa na Jehovah Mungu. Huwezi ukasema do, wacha nijitengenezee vazi moja utukufu nijitairishie ili harusi na Yesu. Huwezi kusema kwamba eh wacha nijiundie vazi moja la utukufu nijiundie liwe tayari mimi mwenyewe kwa ajili ya harusi na Yesu. Imetengenezwa na Bwana mwenyewe. Imetengenezwa na Bwana mwenyewe. Na Bwana mwenyewe ndiye anaamrisha. Anasema jameni muondoe hizo vazi chafu chafu. Na Bwana mwenyewe ndiye anayamrisha. Anasema jameni ondoa hayo mavazi machafu machafu. Ambazo amevaa mumpatie vazi tukufu. Ambazo amevalia na mpatie vazi la utukufu. Akisha vaa vazi tukufu, atakuwa mwanangu, atakuwa ameridhi ufalme wa mbinguni. Na akisha valia vazi la utukufu, atakuwa mwanangu, atakuwa ameurithi ufalme wa mbinguni. Do you hear me somebody? Let us look at the book of Luke 15 just to emphasize that before we go back to Zarakaria. Wacha tuangalie katika kitabu cha Luka mlango wa 15 kabla turudi katika kitabu cha Zekaria. I begin from uh, verse 17 everybody. Luke 15. Look at what it says there. Naanzia mstari wa 17 wa Luka 15. Kila mtu sikiliza anachosema pale. When he came to his senses, he said, "How many of my father's hired men have food to spare?" and here i am starving to death anasema alipozingatia moyoni mwake alisema 
ni watumishi wangapi wa baba yangu wanaokula chakula na kusaza na mimi hapa ninakufa kwa njaa he had gone out and he was feeding pig you hear me alikuwa ametoka nje alikuwa ameenda nje na alikuwa anawalisha nguruwe je unanisikia and his dressing was filthy the gown he was putting on is filthy na mavazi yake yalikuwa machafu sana vazi alilovalia ni chafu sana loaded with sin and satan claimed complete right over him likiwa limejawa na dhambi na ibilisi alikuwa na madai kamilifu juu yake that is where you are sitting right now before you were baptized hapo ndipo ulipoketi sasa hivi kabla ubatizwe you are wearing filthy clothes somebody umevalia mavazi machafu mtu you are wearing clothes that are very filthy therefore the devil has claim over you umevalia mavazi ambayo ni machafu sana kwa hivyo adui ana haki juu yako he has legal right over you ana madai ya haki juu yako and then he says just a moment listen to me na kisha anasema ngoja kidogo nisikize how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread to eat warm bread by the way ni watumishi wangapi wa baba yangu wanamkate wakula na kusaza nakumbuka ni mkate wenye moto hata hivyo that is repentance do you hear me hiyo ni toba Je wanisikia? That is the gospel John the Baptist brought. Hiyo ndio injili ambayo Yohana Mbatizaji aliileta. No wonder John did not tell them oh when the Pharisees were coming. Ndio maana Yohana hakuambia wakati ule wale mafarisayo walikuwa wakija. He did not tell them hey nani kimbia huko mlango naona hiyo masidi zimepaka hapo kimbia ashes pokea wageni haraka sana jamani. Hakuambia nani kimbia huko kwa mlango nimeona Mercedes Benz imewekwa pale nje. Na nikimbia ashes kimbieni huko nje haraka sana. Tengeneza viti hapa. Tengenezeni viti hapa. And then when he arrived say mwakaribishwa sana the preaching stops a bit. Alafu wakifika anasema mnakaribishwa sana na mafundisho mahubiri yanakoma kidogo. Worshiping man. You see that? Kuabudu wanadamu. Je waona hiyo? And then they give them the front desk because they have seen the Mercedes Benz. Kisha wanaopatia viti vya mbele kwa sababu wameona gari la Mercedes Benz. Oh because they have seen a Pajero. Ama wameona Pajero. Oh they have just seen you dressed very well. You understand? Ama wameona tu umevalia vizuri kabisa. Waelewa? They know this one can produce mbegu sawa sawa. Wanajua huyu anaweza kutoa mbegu sawa sawa. John did not do such things and yet John preached in the wilderness. Yohana hakufanya mambo kama hayo. Na ile hali Yohana alihubiri nyikani. Kwenye jangwa. Alihubiri jangwani. John did not go to the house where Zechariah his father Zechariah was a high priest. Yohana hakuenda katika kanisa ambalo Zechariah baba yake alikuwemo. Zechariah alikuwa kuhani mkuu. Why? Because in that house there were two priests. Kwa nini? Kwa sababu katika hiyo nyumba ya Bwana kulikuwemo na makuhani wawili. There was not one priest in that house even when John was born and that is a state of malfunction. Hakukuwa na kuhani mmoja katika hiyo nyumba hata wakati Yohana alipozaliwa na hiyo ni hali ya kutotenda. This function in the church when you have two heads there is no head at all. Hali ya kutenda vibaya kabisa kanisani wakati una vichwa viwili inamaanisha hakuna kichwa hata kidogo. You are listening to two voices. Unasikiliza sauti mbili. No wonder Jehovah did not send John. John can you go your father has been a bishop. Ndio maana Jehovah hakumtuma Yohana kusema kwamba Yohana enda baba yako amekuwa askofu. Can you go now become a bishop also? Enda pia na wewe ukuwe askofu. 
Enter there and preach. And that's what the church in Kenya has done. Oh, I am a bishop. In our family, we have been bishops. My father left it to me, so I'm in the altar. I feel very sorry for the sons or the children whose fathers allow them to take over the altar, to start grooming them in that altar. I feel very sorry for them. Yaani wanawakuza na kuwazoeza ili waweze kuchukua usukani katika hayo madhabahu na wahurumia sana Because we see the ways of God here very clearly that every calling is unique Maana tunaona njia za Bwana ambazo ziko wazi sana hapa ya kwamba kila mwito ni wa kipekee You can never wear the same calling Hakuna vile mtawahi valia mwito sawa And John instead of going to the father's temple he went straight to the wilderness. Na Yohana badala ya kwenda katika hekalu la babake alienda moja kwa moja nyikani jangwani. Hakuwabembeleza huku. Hakuwabembeleza huku. They came to him in the wilderness. Walimjia kule jangwani. Why did they come to him? Kwa nini walimjia? Because the spirit of the Lord led them to him. Maana roho wa Bwana aliwaongoza waamwendee. Every time the Lord is always going to cause them to come there. Kila mara Bwana atawasababisha waamwendee waje kule. And when they came he did not say nani kimbia kimbia nani. Nimeona wageni wameingia hapo. Na wakati walikuja hakusema kwamba nani kimbia kimbia nimeona wageni wamekuja hapo. Tayarisha kiti hapa. He did not do that. Tayarisha kiti hapa. Hakufanya hivyo. And then after they sit down the church in Kenya alafu wanaanza kuhubiri kufurahisha mgeni. He did not do that. Alafu katika kanisa la Kenya baada wao kuja wameketi wanaanza kuhubiri kufurahisha mgeni. Hakufanya hivyo. He said you brutes of vipers who has warned you of the wrath of God that is coming. Aliwaambia enyi wazao wa nyoka ndani aliyewaonya kuhusu hukumu ya Bwana inayokuja. He rebuked the sin in them, right? Alikemea dhambi ndani mwao, sawa? Don't even sit down there and say produce fruit because the axe is at the foot of the tree. Don't set yourself with Abraham as our father. Akasema zaini matunda yapasiyo toba na msiseme kwamba tunaye Ibrahimu kama baba yetu. And very clearly he says here na kwa wazi kabisa anasema hapa He said when he came to his senses when he realized actually that he's living on a new identity he wears another name Anasema alipotambua alipozingatia yani yalipomjia ya kwamba amevalia kitambulisho kingine amevalia jina lingine He's not wearing the name that Jehovah God gave him Hajavalia jina ambalo Jehovah Mungu alimpa Listen to this Sikiza haya When he came to his senses he said, "How many of my father's hired men have more food to spare? And here I am starving to death." Anasema alipozingatia moyoni mwake alisema, "Ni watumishi wangapi wa baba yangu wanaokula chakula na kusaza? Na mimi hapa ninakufa kwa njaa." Verse 18. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, "Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men." mstari wa 18 nitaondoka nitakwenda kwa baba yangu na kumwambia baba nimekosa juu ya mbingu na mbele yako sistahili kuitwa mwana wako tena nifanye kama mmoja wa watumishi wako what is that to you somebody repentance hiyo inamaanisha nini kwako mtu 
Okay? That is repentance. If you are wearing filthy clothes, somebody, if you know that today you are going to be baptized, and you are still in those filthy clothes, remember one thing. There has to be repentance in your heart. You must be repentant in your heart before even the clothes can be removed. Now let us continue somebody. Look at what he says here. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him and ran to his son and threw his arm around him and kissed him somebody. You see that? Anasema, alipokuwa angali mbali, baba yake alimuona. Akamwonea huruma, akaenda mbio akamwangukia shingoni, akambusu sana. Look at verse 21. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Mstari wa 21 akasema, yule mwana akamwambia, Baba, nimekosa juu ya mbingu na mbele yako. Sistahili kuitwa mwana wako tena. Verse 22 is for you somebody. Listen out what the father said. Mstari wa 22 ni wako mtu. Sikiliza alichokisema baba mtu. But the father said to his servant, "Quick, bring the best robe and put on him and put a ring in his finger and sandal on his feet." Lakini baba aliwaambia watumwa wake, "Lileteni upesi vazi lililo bora, mkamvike. Mtieni na pete kidoleni na viatu miguuni." And they bought a fattened calf and they killed it and let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead but is now alive he was lost but has now been found Mleteni ndama yule alienona mkamchinje na situle na kufurahi kwa kuwa huyu mwanangu alikuwa amekufa naye amefufuka alikuwa amepotea naye ameonekana Do you see that somebody Je waona hayo mtu So it is the father that commands that today when you be baptized and you gown be put on you. We saw the same thing during Joshua. When he ordered the new gown put on Joshua. The same thing now is being done with the lost son, a new gown and then the wedding ring. Vazi jipya alafu pete kidoleni. And he made it straight into the wedding with Christ. Na akafaulu kuingia moja kwa moja katika harusi na Kristo. It is very critical you understand today. Ni muhimu sana kwamba uelewe leo hii that your dressing is going to change. Ya kwamba mavazi yako yanaenda kubadilika. You can even go to the office and tell people listen to me people. Me I am born again. I am baptized. The old is gone. This is a new creation you are seeing in this office today. Do you understand me? Na unaweza hata kwenda ofisini na kuambia nisikizeni watu, mimi nimeokoka, mimi nimebatizwa, biakale yote yamepita, mimi ni kiumbe kipi ambacho mnakiona katika ofisi hii leo hii. And whatever I did last week, you go to that man that was lasting at you. Na chochote nilichofanya juma lililopita, unamwendea yule mwanamume aliyekuwa akikutamani kingono. Whom you were lasting with, go back to him and say, you know what? Yule ambaye ulikuwa pia na wewe unamtamani kingono, unamrudia na unamwambia unajua nini? I have just received the Lord. Whatever I did last week is over. It's out. 
nimempokea tu bwana na nilichokifanya juma lililopita imekwisha imepitwa i have received christ you see that nimempokea kristo let me just finish one thing somebody the book of zechariah they are just finished for you chapter 3 wacha nitamatisha na jambo fulani katika kitabu cha zekaria mlango wa 3 I'm just finishing so you understand what it means to keep the gown that you're receiving today. Ninakamilisha ili upate kuelewa inamaanisha nini kuhifadhi vazi ambalo utalipokea leo. Then the angel of the Lord verse 6 Zechariah chapter 3. Then the angel of the Lord gave this charge to Joshua. You are going to be given charge today. Katika mstari wa 6 wa Yoshua 3 anasema kisha malaika wa Bwana akamshuhudia Joshua akisema unaenda kupewa ushuhuda leo. He's going to give you a duty today when you begin wearing that glorious gown. Anaenda kukupatia jukumu leo unapoanza kuvalia hilo vazi la utukufu. He's going to give you charge. Anaenda kukupatia jukumu. Then the angel of the Lord gave this charge to Joshua. This is what the Lord Almighty says. If you will walk in my ways and keep my requirements, then you will govern my house and have charge of my courts and I'll give you a place among these ones standing here. Anasema kisha malaika wa Bwana akamshuhudia Yoshua akisema, Bwana wa majeshi asema hivi, kama ukienda katika njia zangu na kama ukishika maagizo yangu, ndipo utakapoihukumu nyumba yangu, nawe utazilinda nyua zangu, nami nitakupa nafasi ya kunikaribia kati yao wasimamao karibu. Did you hear that? Je, ulisikia hayo? That means today is a very critical day for his threshold. Kumaanisha leo ni siku nyeti sana kwako, ni shinikizo kwako. Which means today you are crossing over. Kumaanisha leo unavuka. You are crossing the Jordan to the other side. Unavuka upande ule mwingine wa Yordani. And you are wearing now a glorious gown. Na sasa unavalia vazi la utukufu. But listen to me, there is an obligation that comes with wearing that gown. Lakini nisikilize. Kuna jukumu ambalo laambatana na kuvalia hilo vazi. You have to keep his requirements in order to be able to have that gown glorious and clean until the day of the rapture. Lazima uweze kuhifadhi matarajio yake. Lazima uweze kuhifadhi na kuyatunza matarajio yake ili ya kwamba uweze kuhifadhi hilo vazi likiwa lenye utukufu, safi na takatifu hadi siku ya harusi ya mwana kondoo. That you can walk in the ways of God. Ili kwamba uweze kutembea katika njia za Bwana. How do you keep that gown? Unawezaje kuhifadhi hilo vazi? By walking in the ways of Jehovah God. Kwa kutembea katika njia za Jehovah Mungu. Otherwise, the book of Hebrews chapter 10 verse 26:31 will apply on you. La sivyo kitabu cha Waibrania mlango wa 10 mstari wa 26:31 kitatimia kwako. Taking the grace of our Lord, throwing it down, trampling underfoot as useless things kuchukua neema ya bwana wetu Yesu Kristo na kuikanyagia chindi miguuni na kuchukulia kama kitu cha bure so for you to be able to lift up the name of Jesus kwa hivyo kwa wewe kuweza kulitukuza jina la bwana wetu Yesu for you to be able to bring honor unto the work Jesus did on the cross kwa wewe kuweza kuleta heshima kwa kazi ambayo Yesu aliifanya msalabani you have to keep the gown glorious and clean lazima uhifadhi vazi likiwa lenye utukufu na safi i am reading again the book of revelation somebody are we there ninasoma katika kitabu cha ufunuo mara tena je tuko pale mtu haleluya i'm reading revelation 19 so you can understand ninasoma katika ufunuo wa yohana 19 ili upate kuelewa the importance of keeping the gown holy revelation 19 umuhimu wa kuhifadhi hilo vazi likiwa takatifu ni ufunuo wa Yohana mlango wa 
Let us say glory to the Lord because harusi limeingia. Wacha tuseme utukufu kwa Bwana maana harusi imeingia. That's why I'm talking about the wedding gown. This is not a normal baptism somebody. Ndio maana ninanena kuhusu vazi la harusi. Huu sio ubatizo wa kawaida mtu. This is a baptism that is coming in a critical time. Huu ni ubatizo ambao unakuja wakati nyeti sana. When the rapture of the church is near. Wakati ambao unyakuzi wa kanisa uko karibu sana. That's why today I tailored it to the rapture of the church. Ndio maana leo niliumba kuelekea unyakuzi wa kanisa. That is the glorious gown that you are going to wear and he continues by saying. Hilo ndilo vazi la utukufu naloenda kuvalia na anaendelea kwa kusema. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory for the wedding of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Anasema natufurahi tukashangilie tukampe utukufu wake kwa kuwa arusi ya mwana kondoo imekuja na mkewe amejiweka tayari. Do you hear that? Je, wasikia hiyo? Are you ready for the wedding even before you go into the baptism? Je, uko tayari kwa unyakuzi hata unapoingia kwa ubatizo? Let us rejoice because the bride has made herself ready. What does that mean to you? Wacha tufurahi tukashangilie maana biharusi amejiweka tayari. Na hiyo inamaanisha nini kwako? Your heart must be ready today. Moyo wako lazima uwe tayari leo. It is about your heart. Ni kuhusu moyo wako. Because the gown anyway comes from the father. You cannot say because I've seen you with the gown. Maana hata hivyo vazi latoka kwa baba. Huwezi sema kwamba kwa sababu nimekuona na vazi. You are ready you are beginning to prepare your gown. No way. Unasema kwamba uko tayari umeanza kuandaa vazi lako. Haiwezekani. The glorious gown. Lile vazi la utukufu. Has been prepared by Jehovah God. Limeandaliwa na Jehovah Mungu. But the only thing that makes us say hallelujah let us give glory to him is because the bride is ready. Lakini jambo la pekee linalosababisha aseme kwamba haleluya tukashangilie tukampe utukufu ni kwa sababu biharusi wake yu tayari. Her heart is ready. Moyo wake u tayari. Amevaa moyo wa nyama. Amevaa moyo wa nyama. She is now wearing the heart of flesh. Sasa amevalia moyo wa nyama. Zamani hapo kidogo alikuwa amevaa ile moyo wa mawe, moyo mgumu. Hapo zamani kidogo alikuwa amevalia moyo wa jiwe, moyo mgumu. Just a few months ago you were wearing a heart of stone. Miezi michache iliyopita ulikuwa umevalia moyo wa jiwe. And he says hallelujah, let us rejoice and give thanks why? Because The bride of Christ she is ready. Na anasema haleluya na tukashangilie tukampe utukufu wake. Kwa nini? Kwa sababu biharusi wake yu tayari. Which means her heart is repentant. 
inayomaanisha moyo wake ni wa kutubu a repentant heart is what makes you ready because everybody qualifies for the garden you see that moyo wa kutubu ndio unaosababisha uwe tayari kwa sababu kila mtu analohitimishwa la kupata hilo vazi but listen to what he says down there he says lakini sikiliza anachosema hapo chini anasema hallelujah fine linen bright and clean was given her to wear anasema naye amepewa kuvikwa kitani nzuri ingarayo safi It does not say she made for herself a fine linen. Hasemi kwamba alijiundia kitani nzuri safi ngayo. And clean it up and prepared it and wore it. Na akaisafisha akaitengeneza na akaivalia. Say fine linen bright and clean was given to her. Hallelujah. Anasema amepata kupewa kitani nzuri safi na ingarayo. Hallelujah. The fine linen is going to be given to you today. Vazi safi nzuri ngarayo unaenda kupewa leo. And fine linen stands for the righteous ways of the saints, right? Kwa maana kitani nzuri hiyo ni matendo ya haki ya watakatifu. Hallelujah. Now listen to what he says. Sasa sikiliza anachosema. Then the angel said to me. Kisha malaika akaniambia, Right. Blessed are those who are invited the wedding supper of the lamb of God. And then he added by saying, these are the true words of God. Naye malaika akaniambia andika heri waliwalikwa karamu ya harusi ya mwana kondoo akaniambia maneno haya ni maneno ya kweli ya Mungu Let us quickly do Isaiah 61 just so you understand how you can keep that gown Wacha tutazame katika Isaya mlango wa na moja ili upate kuelewa jinsi unaweza kuhifadhi hilo vazi Righteousness will help you keep the wedding gown you hear me Haki itakusaidia kulihifadhi hilo vazi la harusi Righteousness nothing else. I'm just talking to you about how to keep the gown even after you receive the gown today. Haki sio kitu kingine chochote. Na nina neno pamoja nawe jinsi vile utaweza kulihifadhi hilo vazi hata baada ya kulipokea leo hii. Isaiah 61 somebody. Isaiah 61 mtu. Keeping the glorious gown that you're wearing today. Look at what he says here. Kuhifadhi vazi lako la utukufu ambalo utalivalia leo. Tazama anachosema hapa. He says, I delight verse 10, Isaiah 61 verse 10. I delight greatly in the Lord, my soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. That's what you are wearing today somebody, right? Anasema, nitafurahi sana katika Bwana, nafsi yangu itashangilia katika Mungu wangu, maana amenivika mavazi ya wokovu. Hiyo ndio unaenda kuvalia leo hii mtu. Sawa? And I'm talking to you about the qualities that that gown will give you today. Na ninanena kuhusu tabia ambazo hilo vazi litakupatia leo. Salvation, you've been redeemed, purchased. Wokovu, umekombolewa, umenunuliwa. Umenunuliwa kamili kabisa. Finish the whole price. Umenunuliwa kamili kabisa. Kwisha gharama yote kamilifu. You see, hallelujah for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. Do you see that? Anasema amenivika mavazi ya wokovu, amenifunika vazi la haki. Je, waona hayo? In other words, righteousness is going to be a word that is seasoned in your heart. Kwa maneno mengine haki inaenda kuwa neno ambalo limekolezwa katika moyo wako. Uhaki na utakatifu. Uhaki na utakatifu. Righteousness and holiness are going to be seasoned in your heart somebody. Haki na utakatifu yanaenda kukolezwa ndani ya moyo wako mtu. This is a unique baptism. This baptism comes right before the rapture. 
Huu ni ubatizo wa kipekee. Ubatizo huu unakuja pale kabla ya unyakuzi. There is no way you can slide back impatiently. Hakuna vile unaweza kurudia dhambi kwa kukusudia. Accidentally you will come up say Lord, I have fallen accidentally. Give me a hand. Kwa kutokujua utarudi na kusema kwamba Bwana, nimeanguka bila kujua tafadhali nipe mkono. Listen to this. He has arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. That is one of the qualities that robe will give you. You see that? Na anasema amenifunika na haki. Hiyo ndio mojawapo ya tabia ambazo hilo vazi litakupatia. And he says as a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. Na anasema kama bwana harusi ajipambavyo kwa kilemba cha maua na kama bibi harusi ajipambavyo kwa vyombo vya dhahabu. You're going to be a jewel in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. When you wear that gown, listen to me precious people. That gown is also going to bring you abundant peace. Unaenda kuwa chombo cha dhahabu katika ufalme wa mbinguni unapovalia hilo vazi. Hilo vazi linakupatia amani kuu zaidi. In the scripture, look at what he says. Katika maandiko tazama anachosema. He says the Lord has adorned me with that powerful garment. Anasema Bwana amenipamba kwa hilo vazi kuu. And now I have waves of righteousness around me. Listen to that very carefully. That's the scripture I was giving you. Na sasa nina haki yako kama mawimbi ambayo inanizunguka. Sikiliza hiyo makini sana maana hicho ndicho kifungu nilitaka kuwapeni. I have waves of righteousness around me and I have a river of peace sweeping my heart. Nina amani yako kama mto wa maji na haki yako kama mawimbi ya bahari. A river of peace. Mto wa amani. Yes 48:18 that's the scripture I was heading to. Katika Isaiah 44:8 mstari wa 19 hicho ndicho kifungo ambacho nilitaka kuwapelekeni. He says a river of peace is going to sweep your heart and then you will have waves and ripples of righteousness around you. Anasema mto wa amani unaenda kukuzingira na kisha utakuwa na haki kama mawimbi ya bahari ya kikuzingira. Which means that gown is going to create an ambiency of holiness around you. Hiyo inamaanisha kuwa mto wa amani unaenda kuleta mazingara ya amani pale ulipo. When someone comes and he wants to sin around you, he cannot. Wakati mtu anakuja na anataka kutenda dhambi pale ulipo, hawezi. I, I don't know why when I get to her, I tremble. I could not tell her what you told me to tell her. Atasema sijui kwa nini nilipomfikia nilitetemeka, sikumwambie kile ambacho ulikuwa umenituma nimwambie. I just trembled. Hallelujah. Nilitetemeka tu. Hallelujah. You sent me at nienda nimtukane sawa sawa. Ulinituma at nienda nimtukane sawa sawa. But when I reached there I just trembled. He's going to surround you. Lakini nilipofika pale nikatetemeka tu. Anaenda kukuzingira. With waves of righteousness. Na mawimbi ya haki. The righteousness of God. Haki ya Mungu. Come with the power and the authority of God. Haki ya Mungu inakuja na nguvu na mamlaka ya Mungu. They cannot reach you and then the peace of God Hawawezi kukufikia na kisha amani ya Mungu That is going to sweep your heart listen to me now Ambayo inaenda kufagia moyo wako nisikilize sasa Listen to me now The peace of God that will sweep your heart Amani ya Bwana itakayoufagia moyo wako will give you confidence Itakupatia ujasiri Everlasting confidence Ujasiri wa milele And so people wonder why are her knees not shaking and everybody has been given a letter of notice. Na sasa watu watashangaa kwa nini miguu yake haitetemeki na ilhali kila mtu amepewa barua ya ilani. And she's very stable and very peaceful and very firm. 
Naye ni imara sana na mwenye amani na dhabiti. She's happy, she's just worshiping her God. Anafuraha yeye anamwabudu tu Mungu wake. That means you begin to understand that if you are with God, nothing can turn against you because You have entered into sonship with God. Hiyo inamaanisha unaanza kuelewa kwamba ikiwa uko na Mungu, hakuna jambo litakuwa kinyume nawe. Maana umeingia katika uwana na Mungu. That means you have every right in the kingdom of God. Hiyo inamaanisha uko na kila haki katika ufalme wa Mungu. The creator of heaven and earth. Muumba wa mbingu na inchi. And all the things on the earth, you see that? Na vitu vyote vilivyomo duniani. Je, waona hiyo? And even if you fall sick. Na hata ukiwa mgonjwa. Or even if your children were to fall sick. Ama hata ikiwa watoto wako watakuwa wagonjwa. You find that the peace of God will give you confidence and stability such that people may not understand it is called joy unspeakable. Utapata kwamba amani ya Bwana itakupatia ujasiri na itakupatia udhibiti kiasi ya kwamba watu hawataelewa. Inaitwa furaha isiyo neneka. I just wanted to mention a little bit of the qualities that this gown will bring you. Number one. Nataka tu kutaja baadhi ya tabia ambazo hili vazi litakuletea. Na ya kwanza, righteousness. Haki. Because this gown like you see today comes with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Maana hili vazi jinsi unavyoona leo ndio kwamba linakuja na upako wa Roho Mtakatifu. So you are going to be aware, ah, just a moment. Me I wear a holy gown in the name of Jesus. Kwa hivyo unaenda kuwa makini unasema ngoja kidogo. Mimi navalia vazi takatifu katika jina la Yesu. So even if you want to do something you say I cannot do this anymore. Kwa hivyo hata ikiwa unataka kufanya jambo unasema la siwezi kufanya hivi tena. Even if they call you by phone they say come let us do the things we used to do. Hata ukikupigia simu kukuita kwamba njoo tufanye mambo ambayo tulikuwa tukifanya. You are not able to do so because that gown coming with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Huwezi kufanya hivyo maana hilo vazi likija na upako wa Roho Mtakatifu. We'll keep you up that remind you that listen by the way you did not qualify for that gown. Itakufahamisha, itakukumbusha ya kwamba lakini kumbuka, haukustahili kupata hilo vazi. That gown was given to you as a blessing. Hilo vazi ulipewa kama baraka. That gown the Lord ordered that it be placed on you. Hilo vazi Bwana aliamrisha kwamba liwekwe juu yako. Don't lose it, you see that? Usilipoteze. Je, waona hayo? And I just want to mention one last thing before we finish about this gown. When you receive this gown, na nataka kutanya jambo la mwisho kabla tumalize kuhusu hili vazi. Unapolipokea hili vazi, listen to me somebody. Because this gown is tied with the Holy Spirit. Sikiza kwa makini sana, maana hili vazi linaambatanishwa na Roho Mtakatifu. When you receive this gown, that is the moment that was ordained by God that on that day at that time he is going to order for the angels to put that gown on you. Wakati unalipokea hilo vazi, huo ndio wakati uliopangwa na kuteuliwa na Bwana ya kwamba kwa wakati huo anaenda kuamrisha malaika zake waweke vazi hilo juu yako. When you are created you knew that on this day you are going to be baptized here. Ulipoumbwa Alijua kwamba katika siku hii unaenda kubatizwa hapa. Na unaenda kuvalia hili vazi siku hii. Na hiyo unaniambia nini? That means today is your day of visitation. Do you understand me? Hiyo inamaanisha leo ni siku ya mtembeleo wako. Je, wanielewa? And that means it is very critical that you understand everything about this visitation. Na hiyo inamaanisha kwamba ni nyeti sana uelewe kila swala kuhusiana na huu mtembeleo. 
I don't want to proceed the way I wanted to go right now. I can just give you examples of people or places that failed to recognize their moment of visitation. Naweza kukupatia tu mfano wa mahali watu waliokosa kuutambua wakati wao wa mtembeleo. Do you know that Israel is the wife of Jehovah? Je, unajua kwamba Israeli ni mke wa Yehova? We are aware of this, right? Tunayajua haya. Sawa? We also know that he says you are the firstborn among the nations, right? Na pia tunajua kwamba anasema wewe ni mzaliwa wa kwanza miongoni mwa mataifa. And he says I can do anything to deliver you, right? Na anasema naweza kufanya chochote kile kuwakomboa weni. He says I have an everlasting covenant with you, right? Anasema ninalo agano la milele pamoja nanyi. But let me tell you one thing. Lakini wacha niwaambieni jambo moja. When Israel failed to recognize the hour of their visitation. Hallelujah. Wakati Israeli walikosa kuutambua wakati wao wa kutembelewa. When they fail, I'm just using that to tell you that if today is your hour of visitation, don't take it kimza. Wakati walikosa kutambua, na ninatumia hiyo kukuelezea kwamba ikiwa leo ni siku yako ya kutembelewa, usiichukulie kwa mzaha. Don't take it like a job. If today is your hour of visitation, take it with gravity. Usiichukulie kimzaha. Ikiwa leo ni siku yako ya mtembeleo, ichukulie kwa uzito. Let him transform you and push you right into the kingdom of God. Wacha akubadilishe na akusukume moja kwa moja katika ufalme wa Mungu. But when Israel failed to recognize their hour of visitation. Lakini wakati Israeli walikosa kuutambua wakati wao wa kutembelewa. However much he loved them. Hata kwa kadri vile aliwapenda sana. Listen to me. Nisikize. The Lord walked back through the eastern gate and the eastern gate of Jerusalem faces the mount of olives. Bwana akapita kupitia lango la mashariki la Yerusalemu na lango hilo la mashariki linakabiliana na mlima wa zaituni. Hallelujah. He went through the eastern gate. He stood there. Akapitia lango la mashariki, akasimama pale. And he looked back like this. Na akatazama nyuma hivi. And he said, "Oh Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem, how I've always wished and wanted to gather your children like a hen gathers her chicks." Na akasema, "Eh Yerusalemu, Yerusalemu, ni mara ngapi nimetaka kuwakusanya pamoja watoto wako kama vile kuku avikusanyavyo pamoja vifaranga vyake?" The Lord went to the Mount of Olives. Look at this everybody. Na Bwana akaenda katika mlima wa Zaituni. Tazama haya kila mtu. And then heaven opened and he was taken right into heaven. Alafu mbingu ikafunguka na akachukuliwa moja kwa moja mbinguni. From the fountain. Kutoka katika huo mlima wa Mizeituni. In other words, kwa maneno mengine, the eastern gate of Jerusalem faces the gate to heaven. Lango la mashariki la Yerusalemu linakabiliana na lango la mbinguni. Do you hear me? Je, wanisikia? But because they did not recognize the hour of their visitation the eastern gate was shut lakini kwa sababu hawakutambua wakati wao wa kutembelewa lango la mashariki lilifungwa and the gates of heaven were shut on them na malango ya mbinguni yakafungwa juu yao the eastern gate was closed on them even the gate of heaven was closed on them lango la mashariki lilifungwa dhidi yao na lango la mbinguni pia likafungwa dhidi yao. Until today no peace has reigned in Israel. Until today no peace has ever reigned. I know that I've lived there for 7 years. Hadi leo hii hakujakuwa na amani Israeli. 
hadi leo hii hakuja kuwa na amani najua haya maana nimeishi huko no peace has ever reigned there they have suffered everything including holocaust hakuna amani imekuwa kule wameteseka kila kitu hata kukiwemo maangamizi makuu na vifo vya watu kutokana na mabomu au moto now listen to this sasa sikiliza haya until today no peace has reigned in that land hadi leo hii hakuja kuwa na amani yoyote ikitawala katika inji hiyo because they failed to recognize they are our of visitation kwa sababu walikosa kuutambua wakati wao wa kutembelewa and i want to finish up by saying na ningependa kukamilisha kwa kusema the eastern gate being closed today in jerusalem and i just want summarizing this teaching today is monumental for the church Lango la mashariki la Israeli likiwa limefungwa leo hii ni la ishara kwa kanisa. In other words when the Lord said now your temple will lie desolate he talked about the church. Kwa maneno mengine wakati Bwana alisema kwamba sasa hekalu lenu litakuwa ukiwa alinena kuhusu kanisa. He said church the church is you right? Alisema kanisa nakumbuka kanisa ni wewe. If you fail to recognize your hour of visitation church Ukikosa kuutambua wakati wako wa mtembeleo kanisa The gates of heaven are going to close over you. Let me repeat this. Malango ya mbinguni yanaenda kufungwa juu yako. Na wacha nirudie haya. In other words, when we see the eastern gate of Jerusalem closed today, it is testimony to the church. Kwa maneno mengine tukiliona lango la mashariki la Yerusalemu limefungwa leo hii ni ushuhuda kwa kanisa. That when you fail to recognize your hour of visitation. Ya kwamba ukikosa kuutambua wakati wako wa kutembelewa. Because we know that every time there is an hour of visitation like this. Maana tunajua kwamba kila mara wakati kuna saha ya kutembelewa kama hii. After the hour of visitation, the follow up is always the shutdown of heaven. Baada ya saa ya kutembelewa, kinachofuata ni kufungwa kwa mbingu. Let me put in other words. Wacha niiweke kwa maneno mengine. After every hour of visitation, heaven always closes. Baada ya kila saa ya kutembelewa, mbingu huwa inafunga. Did you hear me somebody? Je, ulinisikia mtu? After every hour of visitation. Baada ya kila saa ya kutembelewa, Heaven always closes. Mbingu huwa inafunga. So if today is your hour of visitation. Kwa hivyo ikiwa leo ni wakati wako wa kutembelewa, don't go into the God they are teaching the other churches out here. Usiende katika huyo Mungu mwingine ambaye wanafunza katika makanisa hapa nje. They teaching one ah usitabatizwa uzinzi tena furudi tu now you just nimebatizwa na now you're continuing in sexual sin umebatizwa. Wanafundisha ule Mungu ambaye wanasema si utabatizwa Alafu unasema nimebatizwa. Alafu sasa unaendelea katika dhambi za zinana umebatizwa. Let us get out of that type of God that teaching. Wacha tuondoke katika hiyo aina ya Mungu ambaye wanafundisha. I'm talking about Jehovah Yahweh, the one that cannot compromise with sin. Ninanenda kumhusu Jehovah Yahweh, yule ambaye hawezi kupatana na kukubaliana na dhambi. In the book of Hebrews I'm reading to finish that to emphasize for you that Katika kitabu cha Waibrania ninasoma kuwasisitizia hiyo. Hallelujah. There are so many Hebrews 10, Hebrews 6, let's just read 6. Hallelujah. This is what he says here Hebrews 6 verses 4 to 6. Hivi ndivyo anavyosema katika Waebrania mlango wa 6 mstari wa 4 hadi wa 6. He says, it is impossible, hallelujah, for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, it is impossible, hallelujah, if they fall away to be brought back to repentance because to their loss they are crucifying the son of god all over again 
kwa maana hao waliokwisha kupewa nuru na kukionja kipawa cha mbinguni na kufanywa washirika wa Roho Mtakatifu na kulionja neno zuri la Mungu na nguvu za zamani zijazo wakaanguka baada ya hayo haiwezekani kuwafanya upya tena hata wakatubu kwa kuwa wamsulubisha mwana wa Mungu mara ya pili kwa nafsi zao na kumfedhehi kwa dhahiri kwa maneno mengine ikiwa leo ni siku yako ya kutembelewa mtu hakikisha kwamba umevuka Yordani hakikisha kwamba umevuka kikamilifu kutoka katika nchi ya dhambi je wanisikia hakikisha kwamba umevuka kutoka katika nchi ya Misri Make sure you have entered into the kingdom of God. Hakikisha kwamba umeingia katika ufalme wa Mungu. Like I said again, when the Lord looked at Jerusalem and there are millions of them by the way. Na jinsi nilivyosema tena, wakati Bwana alitazama Yerusalemu na wako katika mamilioni. And you see that after the church is taken away in the rapture and the Holy Spirit taken with the church. Na unaona ya kwamba baada ya kanisa kuchukuliwa kwa unyakuzi na Roho Mtakatifu kuchukuliwa na kanisa, he is not talking of 100 million he is talking of 144000 only 1000 he said those are the ones who will bear my name and the name of david my father haneni kuhusu milioni 100 ananena kuhusu 1144 peke yao anasema hao ndio watakao libeba jina langu na jina la daudi baba yangu hallelujah and that means when he really shut down when jerusalem failed to recognize their hour of visitation. Na hiyo inamaanisha wakati Yerusalemu walikosa kuutambua wakati wao wa kutembelewa. And heaven was shut. It had an eternal implication. Na mbingu ikafungwa ilikuwa na athari ya milele. Do you hear me somebody? Je, wanisikia mtu? Eternal implication. Athari za milele. Don't take it for granted that you're being baptized here. It has an eternal implications in your life. Usichukulie kwa kawaida ya kwamba unabatizwa hapa. Ina athari za milele katika maisha yako. It has an eternal implication in your life. Inayo athari za milele katika maisha yako. And that's why you see that when the gate in Jerusalem shut. Na ndio maana unaona ya kwamba wakati lango la Yerusalemu lilifungwa. That's it. He's now talking about tribulation. Ikawa ndio mwisho. Na sasa ananena kuhusu dhiki Na anaenda kuchukua 1144 peke yao. Na anasema hao ndio wale ambao hawajagusa hata mwanamke. Wao ni matowashi kwa Bwana. Na jinsi mambo yanaendelea ulimwenguni, wengi wao wamegusa wanawake na wanaume. So that means most of them have failed to make it. Hiyo inamaanisha wengi wao wamekosa kufaulu. Revelation chapter 14. Ufunuo wa Yohana mlango wa 14. Those are the ones who have not touched a man or a woman. Hao ni wale ambao hawajagusa mwanamke wala mwanamme. They have separated as eunuchs. Wamejitenga kama matowashi. For the Lord, for the sake of the Lamb of God. Kwa ajili ya Bwana, kwa sababu ya mwanakondoo wa Mungu. I'm not I'm talking about in a good way you understand don't look at me say but we were married don't <laughs> I see married people looking at me say what do you mean why are you changing this preaching now why are you talking crazy <laughs> hallelujah 
I am talking about those in sin and I'm talking about another level of calling, okay? Ninanena kuhusu wale waliomwa katika dhambi na ninanena kuhusu kiwango kingine cha mwito. Because you qualify for heaven. Maana wewe unahitimishwa kuwa wa mbinguni. Even those of you that were married in sexual sin. Hata wale ambao mliingia katika ndoa katika dhambi za zina. Remember that your marriage can be washed by the blood of Jesus. Kumbuka ya kwamba ndoa yenu inaweza kuoshwa kwa damu ya Yesu. And sanctified, okay? Na kutakaswa. But I'm talking about another level. Lakini ninanena kuhusu kiwango kingine. I'm talking about people who have decided that for the sake of the lamb of God she is going to be single. Ninanena kuhusu watu ambao wamamoya kwamba kwa sababu ya mwana kondoo wa Mungu wanaenda kuwa matawashi. I'm talking about people who have been removed away taken away by the Lord and say don't ever touch a woman. Ninanena kuhusu wale watu ambao wamechukuliwa na Bwana na kuambiwa kwamba usiwahi kugusa mwanamke. So I'm just explaining to you the importance of recognizing your hour of visitation. Kwa hivyo ninawaneneeni maana ya kutambua wakati wako wa kutembelewa. When they fail to recognize their hour of visitation, the Lord raised the bar. You understand? Wakati walikosa kutambua wakati wao wa mtembeleo, Bwana akainua kiwango. Je, waelewa? He raised the bar for them very few can make it. Akawainulia kiwango. Ni wachache pekee watakaofaulu. Only 144,000. peke yao. And yet for the Gentile church, he opened a floodgate a bit rupture. You see that? Na ili hali kwa kanisa la mataifa, akafungua mlango mkubwa zaidi mlango wa unyakuzi. For you with your wives and children, if you are able to stick to what I say today. Kwako wewe na wake zenu na watoto wenu, ikiwa mnaweza kushikilia kile nilichosema leo, Walking in righteousness and holiness. Kutembea katika haki na utakatifu. You have made it. Umefaulu. Do you understand me somebody? You have made it. Je, wanielewa mtu? Umefaulu. And for you it does not matter with your husband, he can clean with the blood of Jesus. And so you make it. Na kwako haijalishi na mume wako, anaweza kusafisha na damu ya Yesu hadi ufaulu. As long as he chooses ways kwa kadri vile utakavyochagua njia zake. But what I'm emphasizing here. Lakini kile ambacho anasisitiza hapa. Is the fact that Jerusalem did not recognize her hour of visitation. Ni swala ya kwamba Yerusalemu hakutambua wakati wake wa kutembelewa. And when that gate shut. Na wakati hilo lango lilifungwa. It remains a monument for the church to see and remember that always take it serious. Inabaki kama ishara na ushuhuda kwa kanisa kukumbuka ya kwamba kila mara ichukulie kwa kumaanisha when you encounter your hour of visitation wakati unakutana na saa yako ya mtembeleo because there is not another maana hauna nyingine do you understand me je wanielewa there is only one hour of visitation kuna saa moja tu ya mtembeleo and after you receive your hour of visitation listen to me carefully somebody after your hour of visitation baada ya kuipokea saa yako ya mtembeleo Nisikilize mtu kwa makini baada ya saa yako ya kutembelewa The floodgates of heaven will be open over you. Malango ya mafuriko ya mbinguni yatakuwa wazi juu yako. And Jerusalem he is now talking about 144,000 which means majority have failed to make it. You hear what I'm saying? Na Yerusalemu ananena kuhusu 1,144,000 peke yake. Kumaanisha kwamba wengi wao wamekosa kufaulu. Je, waelewa ninachomaanisha? Completely failed to make it into heaven wamekosa kikamilifu kabisa kabisa kuingia mbinguni and yet they are the firstborn na ile hali wao ndio wazaliwa wa kwanza they the beloved of the lord wao ni wapenzi wapendwa wa mungu you see that i'm just using that to emphasize the gravity 
of you recognizing your hour of visitation okay Ninatumia hiyo kusisitiza umuhimu na uzito wako wewe kuitambua saa yako ya kutembelewa. So don't take it kimzaha, don't take it like a joke. Kwa hivyo usichukulie kimzaha, usichukulie kama mzaha. Take it very serious that today Lord I am crossing over. Ichukulie kwa kumaanisha kwamba leo Bwana ninavuka. It is finished I am crossing over. Imekwisha na ninavuka. And let the Holy Spirit consume you. Mwacha Roho Mtakatifu akuteketeze. And let the Holy Spirit infect you. Na wacha Roho Mtakatifu akuathiri. And let the river of life sweep you towards the kingdom of God. Na wacha mto wa uzima ukufagie kukuelekeza katika ufalme wa mbinguni. And I want you to understand that many things will change in your lives even after baptism. Na nataka ujue kwamba mambo mengi yatabadilika katika maisha yako hata baada ya ubatizo. You will sit down and when you sit. Utaketi chini na wakati utaketi. You just feel some sense of peace. Tahisi tu hali fulani ya amani. If you are like me, you will sit down. I remember when I sat down in that apartment building in Chicago. Ikiwa uko kama mimi, utaketi chini na nakumbuka wakati niliketi katika hilo jumba kule Chicago. At the balcony, I had just been baptized and I wept. My tears were dropping. Dop, dop, dop. I didn't understand why I was crying. Nilikuwa nimeketi katika hilo jumba la gorofa kule Chicago na nikalia machozi yangu yakidondoka na sikuelewa ni kwa nini nilikuwa nikilia amani ya Kristo ilikuja na ikaufagia moyo wangu Even you the peace of God is going to sweep your heart Hata nawe amani ya Bwana inaenda kuufagia moyo wako And when the peace of God sweeps your heart Na wakati amani ya Bwana inaufagia moyo wako You just find you are weeping. Say why are you weeping? You cannot explain to people in the office why you are weeping. Unajipata tu unalia. Halafu unauliza kwa nini unalia? Na hata uwezi kuelezea watu uwezi sema sababu gani unalia pale ofisini. No, I just love him. So what do you mean you just love him? Yokoma la mimi nampenda tu. Halafu anakuuliza unamaana nini ukisema kwamba unampenda? I'm talking about the Lord, you see? Halafu anasema nina nena kuhusu Bwana. And they will not understand the peace of Christ is going to sweep your heart like a river. Na hawataelewa. Amani ya Bwana inaenda kuufagia moyo wako kama mto. So may the Lord bless you, help you and sanctify you. Kwa hivyo Bwana na awabariki, awasaidie na awatakase. And remember when you enter the kingdom of God, now you have a lot of right, okay? Nakumbuka sasa unapoingia katika ufalme wa mbinguni, sasa unazo haki nyingi sana. You have the right of sonship, which means you can now speak for your children. Unayo haki ya uwana, inayomaanisha unaweza nena kwa sababu ya watoto wako. From inside there you can talk to Jehovah say Lord, now I am claiming my sons and daughters to you in salvation. Kutoka humo ndani unaweza kunena na Bwana na kusema Bwana, sasa ninawadai watoto wangu, mabinti na wanangu kwako katika wokovu. You can also speak your husbands into the kingdom now. Pia mnaweza kuwadai waume zenu mbinguni sasa. Because you have a right, you speak with him like a daughter speaks to the father. Maana unayo haki, unanena naye sawa na vile binti anamnenea babake. Say, father today I'm just longing to see my husband into the kingdom. Unasema baba leo unatamani kumuona mume wangu katika ufalme. And even if you are a son in heaven, there is no insecurity. Na hata wakati wewe ni mwana mbinguni, Hakuna hali ya kukosa usalama. He will give you manna depending on that day. Atakupatia manna kulingana na hiyo siku. And the hunger for the day. You, na njaa ya hiyo siku. You cannot say you keep some because it will rot. Huwezi sema kwamba utahifadhi nyingine maana itaoza. He will give you according to the requirement of that day, okay? Atakupatia sawa na mahitaji ya hiyo siku. 
So may the Lord bless you. Hivyo basi Bwana nao wabariki. And may you encounter the Holy Spirit even as you are baptized. Na muweze kukutana na Roho Mtakatifu hata mnapobatizwa. Let us pray now and let us stand up and pray. Wacha tuweze kusimama tupate kuomba. desires of their flesh the sinful desires of their hearts the sinful desires of the world that has lived in them Father told them that they are going to die and be buried with Christ Jesus your holy son that through the power of the same holy spirit who resurrected Jesus these ones are going to be resurrected with Christ Jesus and they will fly into the kingdom of God. For the today I have also spoken to them about the fact that they cannot know any more use any part of bodies for sinful purposes because they have crossed over into the glorious and holy kingdom of God. For that I have spoken to them in the name of Jesus about sonship with you in heaven Jehovah that means they will belong to your family and your family is a holy family i have told them that their identity marker that they will wear as a member of that family is the marker of holiness and righteousness father i did not hide anything from them that you gave me I told them that it is you that prepared the wedding gown that they are going to wear today. They did not qualify by their own merit, by but by the merit of the blood of Jesus in Isaiah 53. That in Isaiah 53 you tailor made the cloth for them. And today you are going to command your angels remove their filthy garments so they can wear the glorious garments. And so the enemy can never claim any right over them in the name of Jesus. And so they can now be heirs and they can be people that can inherit the kingdom of God. But I've told them that the most difficult part is to maintain that glorious gown. Keep that gown holy to keep that linen clean and bright. Father help your children today. Father crucify their flesh today. 
Father told them that this is the most important hour of their visitation. Father, I have reminded them about the eastern gate of Jerusalem that you spoke to me about when you took me to Jerusalem and you took me to the Mount of Olives and from the Mount of Olives five days ago, Jehovah, you slammed open the eastern gate and you showed me how your glory would enter there. Father, I have told them that that remains as a monument that it is closed now, that they who are the church should take it serious if this is their day of visitation. Father, may you keep that door open in their lives so they can experience repeated visitations and make it into the kingdom of God. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's worship one song. Jesus. Mighty Jesus. 
I receive you today. I receive you today to be my Lord. To be my Lord and to be my Savior. And to be my Savior and to be the King of my heart. And to be the King of my heart. I repent, Jesus. I repent, Jesus of all my sins. Of all my sins. And today I open my heart to you. And today I open my heart to you that you may wash my heart. That you may wash my heart and wash my sins. And wash my sins and fill my heart. With the Holy Spirit, mighty Lord, you can dress me today with the glorious God, so I may see you. Lord Jesus, please help me during the rapture. Don't forget me. Don't forget me. In the mighty name of Jesus. I have prayed. Amen. Holy, holy.